launching. Now launching. The dumbest radio show in America. <laughs> Welcome to Common Man and T-Bone. This morning, I, I posted this on Twitter this morning, a little interaction that I had with my daughter. I say, hey, make sure to put on your gloves. I know! You didn't give me a chance! Yeah. Stop bossing me around! Oh, I said, yeah. I'm not bossing you around. This is my job. I am your father. This is my job, just to remind you to put your gloves on. I can't wait to boss my kid around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not bossing. This is called parenting. <laughs> well, I'm going to parent a lot. <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted. Too hot. Timmy Hall. I will rub one on my face. And a collection of profane noises. Coach? No, Dom. I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> and I'm not normal. I want me some glory hole. I'll keep it in the room. Stop breathing. It used to be a lot longer. The numbers don't lie. Bah! Bah! This is stupid. <laughs> this is man and bone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a big one today. Huge. Yeah. Girthy. Mm-hmm. Inside the NFL. All the news and notes you need coming up at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? Uh, today I figured, let's do desserts. So we're actually going to go international with this. I'm going to give you the name of a dessert from around the world. And you tell me where it's from. Cannoli. Not on the list. Although there's a few, there's a few gimmies. There's a few that it's like if you don't know this, then we probably just we, we don't know food. All right. But then there's a bunch I've never heard of. I figure you've never heard of, so we'll do that too. Why would I sign into the computer in here? Mm-hmm. It's just like 19 million pop-up screens. Oh, you, <laughs> you want to text with the promotions department? No, I don't. <laughs> I want to sit here and do the damn show. <laughs> you, you know. It's 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 always fun coming in here because I understand why we do it. Everybody's got to have security. Everybody's got things. But the amount of hoops you have to jump through just to like check your email, go on to a website or God forbid you actually wanted to find out what's in your paycheck or something like that. I mean, it's it's you no, might they got to send codes to your phone. I'm logged in. I know on my work computer. In behind on the work internet, which With is the all work secured internet VPN. <laughs> like, we're and yet in I here. still have to have a code on my phone to check a pay stub. I don't. I I know. It's, I wish there was a thing we could do. I, I years ago when I was a kid, they used to talk about all oh, someday they're going to have you get a little scan or they're going to have a little thing that implants on you that like I'm waiting. There's a mark. There's a there's a barcode they put on your wrist or your forehead. Please. Please implant it now so that everyone knows who I am and we're just done with all this crap. You don't have to two-factor me, three-factor me, eight-factor me, whatever it is. You just, I walk in, they're like, oh, yeah, here's this dude. It's him. He's got access to this. We're good. That, that's all I want. I, I don't have access to anything important. Nothing I have here is that important. I'm not looking at, I can't get into, like, the accounting and find out the financial statements of this company. I don't know what we make. I, I used to take that stuff really seriously. So did you. Oh, of course. Yes. Talked about like privacy and people are spying on you and big brother. And I'm sure a lot of you out there still take that very seriously. I don't. I don't have the time for it anymore. No. If someone's watching me through my iPad camera, good luck to that person. Enjoy the show. I feel sorry for him. Because all you get from me is this face. (laughs) I know it's radio. This is not a visual medium, but I think you could probably guess what I'm doing right now. Listen, man. 
It was front page news in the New York Times in the 1950s, I want to say, that the CIA was actively spying on Americans in the 50s. That was like the news from, what are we now, 2024, 70 plus years ago? I mean, what I'm saying is my grandparents grew up being whatever, whatever they're doing. We, you, it's, it's happening. What are we going to stop? I put tape over my computer monitor. They won't. Good. That's right. They'll never know where you went now on your Google phone or your (laughs) Apple. What are we talking? Everything you sign into is like, please read our end user agreement, which says we can monitor everything all the time. But by all means, please post that message on Facebook that says all my photos are mine and no one has access to them. Right. Except for Facebook, which you just gave access to to post that. They are dissecting and experimenting on our poo. (laughs) When you flush the poo, they check out the poo. That's how they knew how many of us had COVID. (laughs) They were looking at poo. Yes. This is, uh, don't you sound though like just a raging lunatic when you're like, in the 50s, they had to, looking at our poo. And it's like, but yeah, they're health experts. That's their job is to monitor public health. One of the ways to do that is to look at sewage. Believe it or not, it works. It's also weird, and it's also odd. Very weird. Anyway, yeah, please be aware of your privacy. It's very important. Uh, Buckeyes on the road for Nebraska tonight. Coverage starts at 6. Scotty Middleton is back tonight after serving a one-game suspension for violation of team rules. I did get a kick out of a Holtman quote where he said, the outside world is making a much bigger deal of it than it needs to be. Mm. But you suspended him. Yes. You could have just sat him. Yeah, right. That's that's one hundred percent correct. You could have just put a you know coach's decision did not play, and then when asked if anybody did ask, you'd say, well, he didn't have a very good week of practice. Clearly, this was egregious enough for you to take the extra step of suspending him. You're right. How dare anybody ask you why? Well, <laughs> well the idea that it's being made into too big of a deal is it? Did, did it lead any of the in, news? In his world, it probably is. I'm it's just like saying, the woman runs into Caitlin Clark, and why is Scotty Middleton suspended? Right. <laughs> I'll tell you which one of those got talked about on yesterday's show, and which one we kind of glossed over, because who cares? But yeah, I just, I understand that's that's a story to a degree. Also, in my world, when you're a basketball coach, like you said, if you don't like how someone practiced, you can just not play them. You, you could also, like, if a guy didn't bust it up the court in a game, you can decide, I'm not playing you the rest of this game. You're not getting the job done. When you suspend someone, you are basically saying, if everyone else that plays your position on our team has a broken leg or the measles or whatever and can't go, I would rather forfeit the game than play you because you're suspended. That's how egregious whatever it was, was. Whatever if, it was, was. Yeah. But if you're like, you're not doing a great job in practice, I'm not going to play you, then it's... If someone gets hurt or enough guys get hurt in the game, you still are like, well, but we need a body. We'll throw them out there if we have to. You're saying you wouldn't even have done it then. When you say suspension, that's why people think that's a bigger deal than just not playing a guy. You know what really grinds my gears? What's that, man? Is that at the end of the season, if things don't go your way, then all of a sudden you get people cut. We heard it with the football team. We've heard it with the basketball team. You have no idea what we do out there. Mm, right you have no idea how hard we work what this other person was going through the film that we watch you all you care about is the results the problem is then when we ask you about specific things like this Mm -hmm. hey why was this person suspended then you get to stiff arm and the scowl 
Yeah, you're like, not entitled to know that. People are making a big deal out then of it. Then at this. the end of the season, it's, well, why didn't you know that? Because you didn't tell us anything. That's why. <laughs> yeah, this is the the oddity. And I'm not saying it's the whole man and is the only one that does this. There they are, all do it. Yes, every program does this. The football program does it. Every Big Ten program, football, basketball, otherwise, they all do it to a degree. But it's this notion that I want you to care, but how dare you pay attention? You know what I mean? Like, or or maybe flip that around. I want you to pay attention, but how dare you get invested? Maybe is the better way to say that. We want you to acknowledge that we're existing. We want you to come to our games, be loud, be passionate, fill this building up, make it a great atmosphere. Who cares if on the court we're any good? Come in anyway and be loud. And then when people are like, hey, I decided to buy in. I'm passionate about this game. I am wondering why one of the players got suspended. Your call, not ours. Oh, hey, you guys are making too big of a deal out of that. I don't, I don't think so. I think people are just wondering what happened. Six o'clock tonight here on the fan. Jackets in Edmonton tonight. Oilers have won 13 in a row. Okay? Listen here. Mm-hmm. 13 in a row. Yeah. The Jackets have not won two in a row since the day after Thanksgiving. They have the 14 total wins on the season. That'd be Oilers yeah. are going for 14 in a row tonight. Jackets have won 14 games the entire year. Here's the good news. We're finding out. We're, we're letting Fantilli explore other ways to play hockey than just play at center. I heard that from Pascal Vincent where he said, yeah, well, you know, the guy's playing center and we want him to see the ice a little bit differently. So we're moving him over to the side so we can, you know, just look at things a little differently. Great. I want him to learn how to play center at all times. Good, bad, and different. Feeling good, not feeling good. Playing his best, playing is not best. That's that's how you that's how you become a, a great player. And Pascal Vincent's like, yeah, but it's important to me that everybody see, plays this, all these this, different positions. This goes back to the the double speak. It just drives me crazy. Oh, this guy needs minutes. That's why he's up in Cleveland. Yeah. He needs minutes, constant minutes. Oh my God, minutes, minutes, minutes. Comes to Columbus. Eleven minutes. <laughs> why isn't he playing more minutes? Well, you don't want to play him too many minutes. No. And that's just that's just too many minutes. <laughs> But he needs as many minutes as he possibly get. Hey, uh, focus on one task. Go to Cleveland. Focus on one thing. Right? Just yeah, do that. Right. Get as good as you possibly can. Come to Columbus. Well, we're going to fl- float him around, see how many things he can do. But mm. wait a second. You said focus on the one thing. Yeah. Flexible. Well, we got. Well, it's important to Pascal Vincent to find out that he can play multiple positions. Who, who cares what well, Pascal Vincent thinks? Well, that's it, man. I just... This guy was drafted number... Three overall, and according, again, we all thought he was going to go number two, and then in any other draft where you don't have a Gretzky-esque level talent... Well, why can't we just say Bedard this guy's was, a top five pick? Why do we have to couch I'm, that? No, but I'm saying in many drafts, this guy would have been the number one pick in the draft, and, and this is a guy you're like, but I want to find out how he looks on the wing. He is a number one center. Is what that that is the tag on him. That is the entire reason you drafted him where you did. That is the entire reason everyone looks at this guy. And by the way, has he sucked? No, he's been awesome. He has been the most consistent player for the Blue Jackets because one, he's been available, not hurt, and also he plays really well. So let's keep doing that and let the guy figure it out in his rookie year and his sophomore season and all the way through years three, four, five. Hopefully, he wants to stay here and be the franchise face that's you what something. you want bone listen to me there's one reason why people listen to this show and that is my hot sports takes <laughs> tonight jackets edmonton they're going for 14 in a row 
Edmonton is. The Jackets have been a better road team than they've been a home team mm-hmm. this year. Okay. They're feeling good. The Oilers are. We don't have to try tonight. We don't have to work tonight. The lowly Jackets are coming into town. There's no way we can possibly lose to the lowly Jackets. Well, guess what? Take it to the bank. They're right. Oilers win. He's just a common man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know what? If they, what I'm going to be excited for is when everybody, if, if somehow the Jackets do pull it off and win, it'll be like a puff out your chest. Yeah, we stopped them. And it's like, yeah, we stopped them because they were sleeping. That's why. If, the, if that even happens, which it probably won't. NFL coaching news coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We got a couple disabled vehicles to watch out for. One on the left side of westbound 670 at 315 and another on the right shoulder of southbound 71 on the north side between the Delaware Rest Area and Gemini Parkway. And traffic is stop and go on eastbound 70 at Mound Street and 315. This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877 877- Mad Help or visit mad.org. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. I, I just want to I want to tell everybody, yeah, that I failed. You failed? I have failed as a man. Okay. I have failed as a broadcaster. Okay. And I'm fa- I have failed as a prick because quite honestly, you know, my stature here at this radio station, 20 years mm-hmm. of fair to slightly below average radio. Yes. I mean, I've been around for 20 years. Right. I have some pull around here. Some pull. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Some clout. I, I tend to think so. Okay. How many times have I bitched and moaned about weather forecasts that are nine hours old playing on this show? You How and, many times? I uh, Hundreds of times. I, if you're listening to it saying... Take an umbrella to go to lunch as you start your day. Huh? Why? Yeah. It's 3.20. So are we. We think the same thing. And then we go back there and say, can we get some current weather? And every single time it's, yeah, I'll look into that. Well, no, the, the thing is, our, apparently they go from here and then they go yell at the people who do that on TV. Well, you, you and tell, we ask, tell me who to yell at. I don't, <laughs> I don't so know. Bring me to the weather office. Here, you I'll know, yell at them. Can I tell you what you're hearing, folks? Is like if we we've we've actually had this where like the the five o'clock newscast is going on and we'll be out there playing ping pong, which I want to point out this place Ten TV put our parent companies put us together in this building and they put a ping pong table right outside the big giant doors, which apparently are made of paper. That are right next to where they do the te- the five o'clock news. And then they say, how dare and you use the ping pong When table. people are playing ping pong, they're like, uh, guys, can you be quiet? Uh, we actually have uh, some news going on. I don't know if you know that. And so they come out and yell at people around here because the TV product, we got to keep the TV product happy. We, the radio people, are like, hey, when you have your weather people that we're helping promote, you know, your shows, when we ask, could the weather people update the weather? I don't know. Once before 6 p.m., they go, yeah, we'll get on that. And then they never do. And it's like, what? Then you know what? I'm getting a band. I, we're going to put a band I out in the ping pong area. All of you to know that we know, and it bothers us. 
I'm just telling you what you're hearing is frustration from people who are like, no, everything matters here. And then they got 700 people working at 10 TV and like 12 people working here. And we're all like, hey, can we get some attention on our stuff? They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. And, and then attention and, to the little details. <laughs> Sunday's weather. <laughs> you know, this is a really rainy day for July. It's like, it's January. What is this from? Uh, Where did you get that? Coaching stuff. Titans are hiring Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan to be their new head coach. So we heard some rumors that he was a hot commodity. He was apparently interviewing well. You know, he was the opposite of Eric B. Enemy. Uh, I guess. Well, I guess would go into interviews and just take his pants off and smile at you. Brian Callahan goes into interviews and wows you, even though in theory he's really in charge of nothing. Well, that's the <laughs> that's the tough thing to square, isn't it? And I guess, like to your point about Eric Bieniemy, if your argument is, well, he hasn't gotten a job because look who his quarterback is—he's got Pat Mahomes. Like, uh, okay, how has Brian Callahan done other than when he's? the offensive coordinator for Joe Burrow, who is not Patrick Mahomes, I grant you. But do we really think that this offense hums because non-Joe Burrow is quarterback? Or do we think Joe Burrow in offense great? Don't we Don't we usually think that's what it is? I'm sure he has some secret sauce and he's doing a good job. First of all, yeah, he's not Pat Mahomes. He's better. Oh, I've, oh okay. Than Pat Mahomes. Okay. Josh Allen also better than Pat Mahomes. Is that so? what I've been told by people. Who said that? Some dude on TV. Well, he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Flat out wrong. No, he said, regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome. I'll take Pat. I'll take Josh Allen over Pat. Who who said it, Ted? Someone said it. Which outcome, by the way? Outcome of the game. The win win and loss. But which one? Because they've played this specific playoff game multiple times, and only one of those two quarterbacks has been on the winning team. During the regular season, the Bills get them. Yeah, during the regular that's season. That's right. That's that's what I'm told is that's what matters. Is and Josh Allen is that, so much better right. than Pat Mahomes. Can you imagine? Seriously, can you imagine Pat Mahomes with Stefan Diggs? Sure. As his wide receiver. As opposed to wide receivers that when he throws them the football wide open 60 yards down the field, they drop it as they're on their way to a clear touchdown. Other than that, like are you saying instead of that having guys who like yeah, go up and make plays for you, make you better. I, I feel like we're sort of getting into the woods here with the, you know, when the Patriots were good and Tom Brady was awesome, it became passe to say that Tom Brady was the best. It's like, well, pff, that's what Joe Blow thinks, mm-hmm. that Tom Brady's. In reality, Matt Ryan's the best, and let me tell you why. Right. Right? And sometimes the obvious answer is the answer. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are that damn good. That's right. That's it. It's I mean, just, they're, they're annoying, I know, because people don't like the Taylor Swift thing and the Kelsey stuff. I get it. That's not, you know what, though? That's a you problem. But, like, that's I, what I, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, how many times have we seen that where there has been a, a person that there's a story about? How many times do you see that where someone's parent is in the crowd and they got to go to them like a hundred times if it's like their first start? There's always some little, they're looking for human interest. If you can't get past that and watch the Chiefs and say, Wow, they've uh, they've had Pat Mahomes for what six years, and how many of those years have they made the AFC Championship game? Oh, all six of them. Is that right? Wow, like that. What are we? Is that is that just coincidence that Pat Mahomes is there and the Chiefs always end up in the AFC Championship game? I don't think so. I. By the way, who did he lose to in those championship games? He's lost to Tom Brady 
and he lost to the Joe Burrow Bengals once. And is uh, is that it? I think yeah, that's, that's it. it. Unless they lose this weekend, then it'll be to Lamar Jackson, who is also really great. So <laughs> I think we could at least acknowledge Josh Allen's really good. There's no denying but, you know, Lamar's he's one of those really guys good. too. During the offseason, he was there for the taking. Nobody wanted him. Oh, apparently. It's dude. like, well, he's pretty good, right? Well, that's what you think that he's really good, but really when you break down the numbers, you know, he's RG3. Is oh, he? Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> right. But we always have to make things more complicated than they are. Guys, Pat Mahomes is great. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is very good, and somebody should have said, I want him this past offseason. Man, to your point, if Josh Allen was in the same spot that Lamar Jackson was this offseason, would the Falcons have taken him? Like, I, I 30 teams would have taken him. I don't understand how the Falcons, who apparently could have had Lamar Jackson, decided, nah, never mind. Arthur Blank is still making excuses for it. Why? You just say you're wrong. I was wrong and dumb. I should have paid that man all his money to quote Teddy KGB. I should have paid that man his money and bring him in. That's the guy. And I, we said last year during the offseason, don't you think it's kind of odd that no one else wants this guy? That's bizarre. Now, I know he has had concerns about possible injuries and last year wasn't his best year ever. This is a guy, like I said yesterday, who I've never seen anyone on a football field that's a quarterback that is able to run down the field at full speed, come to a dead stop. And I don't mean juke or pause or like take a stutter step. I mean, stands up like he's in line waiting at customer service, full dead stop. And then the entire game goes around him. And then he goes, all right, there's the opening. And then starts up again and runs to the end zone and no one can catch him. I've never seen a player like this. And the entire NFL was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But Josh Allen, we got to pay. It's not, it's not, it, that's, that's not great, is what I'm telling you. That does not make sense to me. What is the latest with Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers? I'll tell you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You can expect a five-minute delay due to an accident blocking the left center lane on eastbound 670 at Neal Avenue. Traffic stop and go from 315. Also, a couple-minute delay on eastbound 70 on the west side between Central Avenue and 315. And expect slow traffic on southbound 270 east outer belt between Main Street and Livingston Avenue. This report is sponsored by Direct Auto. Safe Auto Insurance is now Direct Auto Insurance. New name, same flexible payments. Go to Direct auto.com for a free quote i'm nicole for 97.1 the fan traffic barely famous incredibly stupid this is common man and t-bone uh, hey check out the podcast of this dumb show wherever you get your podcast just search common man and t-bone click subscribe every single show comes right to your device free of charge podcast brought to you by our friends care heating and cooling uh, coaching stuff. Browns are talking to the worst quarterback ever. Who's that, Mike? Ken Dorsey. <laughs> worst professional quarterback ever. Oh, sure. Ken I mean, Dorsey. I knew when you said that, and you've said it before on this show, but for those who are new to it, this is this is not about him in college. This is not there are no. plenty of other quarterbacks who were in college that were probably worse, but 
It's when he's in the pros, how he played while in the pros. That's the part you're grading him on. Yes. Worst quarterback ever. And don't stat me. I know there have been quarterbacks with worse stats. Ken Dorsey's the worst. And he's a terrible human. Oh, I don't know if that he's I don't, I don't know. I do know that he lost Bad his mind. Tipper. Bad tipper? Yeah. Horrible was, tipper. Oh, okay. Like 2% tips. I know that he was the guy losing his mind during a game where he's, you know, slamming the pad. Remember all that? He was up in the booth and then got fired shortly thereafter, I want to say. Yeah. Anyway, Bill's offensive he coordinator. is interviewing for the offensive coordinator gig up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Callahan, new Titans head coach. Bengals are in the market for an offensive coordinator. Uh, reports say the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh are close to a deal. So we heard that. What was the official term? Within striking distance? <laughs> yeah, I saw that Yahoo actually, I don't know if they were the ones that said that, but they had, uh, Yahoo Sports had tweeted this out that said, Harbaugh's in striking distance with a deal with the Chargers, but then that was one person's report. Another report is saying that they are still in on a couple of other coaches, like Pete Carroll is in the mix. And so it's like, are we in striking distance or is it just all these guys are interviewing and we have no idea? All right. I just love striking distance is the new, it could happen as soon as today. But Bra- if it doesn't happen, it's not your fault. Sorry. Browns are hiring Alabama offensive coordinator Tommy Reese as a tight ends coach and possibly passing game coordinator, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because you know he's 31 years old. He's a young guy, but he was a coordinator at Notre Dame, yeah. right? He was a coordinator at Alabama. People were talking about him being a potential replacement for Nick Saban, although how serious that was, I have no idea. That didn't come to fruition, and now he is a tight ends coach with the Browns. Yeah, I, I find that interesting, too. You would think, to your point, he could go become an offensive coordinator at another big-time program if you wanted to, or also just be an offensive coordinator for an NFL team, something like that. I mean... You're coordinating an offense at a place like Alabama. I don't think it's out of the question that you could probably be similar position in the NFL. Speaking of the Browns and the offensive coaching staff, I did see a quick clip. It was only 20 seconds or less of uh, former Browns running backs coach Stump Mitchell, Mm -hmm. who had been there for quite a while. We commented on him the other day about how wonderful his beard is and how we'll miss that. If you have a beard like that, you don't get fired from a job. Well, that's right. You get to keep the job for as long as you want. So you might think, well, Stunt Mitchell was told to, you know, exit stage left. He was on a podcast talking about what he felt was the right move for the Browns as an offensive coordinator and what Kevin Stefanski should do. And his answer was Kevin Stefanski should in no way, shape or form give up play calling duties. This is the guy who was just told to leave that organization And he said he should not give up those duties. He's one of the best I've ever seen at it. So if Beardman says it, well, what I'm saying is, who are we to question it? If you just get told to leave and he says, yeah, I know I'm gone. I'm out of there. I can say whatever I want. I think he's one of the best to ever do it. Now, I have had my personal questions at times with some of the things that have called, but to me, the strongest case for Kevin Stefanski to remain the offensive coordinator, and maybe you need to have some different support help there i don't know the the weirdest part of all this and part of those comments that i left out he was saying a lot of teams don't try to mold their offensive coaching staff around their quarterback they try to get their players to buy into what the coaches want and to I, do. I find that to be utterly ridiculous 
Well, right, but I'm saying in this case, is Deshaun Watson the problem or is it your coaching staff that's the problem? Joe Flacco came in and was able to run this offense and run it well. I'm not saying that Joe Flacco's your answer. I'm saying a guy who was on his couch came in and said, I need this job. I'll do whatever you ask. And the offense hummed. And then Deshaun Watson, who was given $230 million guaranteed, apparently can't get with that program. Is my is the only thing I can read out of that is more or less coaches who are in the room saying we're trying to we're trying to get everything molded around with Deshaun Watson once when we don't even know if Deshaun Watson's any good. Like it would be one thing if this offense didn't run when he went out. Like if you're Joe well, Burrow's your quarterback, that's different. You've paid money like Joe Burrow for Deshaun Watson, but he's not as good. It's not necessarily what Deshaun Watson wants. It's what's best for him. Right. I mean, I do think you should tailor your offense around your quarterback's best traits. That's fine. But what I don't understand is why is it hard for Deshaun Watson to sit back there and do what this offense is asking well, him that, to that do? I can't tell you. And you say, well, we don't know if he's any good. Well, too bad. You're already paying him like, you know, he's good. I know. So but you now, have to sort of work with what you, what you got now. I'm just this team was actually more successful when they didn't have him. And the answer was, let's fire all the offensive staff no, I, I know, but so that we can make him better. He's not going anywhere. I know. So you, ha- you have to try and make something of this. You can't get rid of him. Or, counterpoint, you pay him all this money, you keep doing what you're doing. If he can't get with the program, you go hire another jabron off a couch and go have a 11-win season? Like, I, I'm saying... There, in my mind, Deshaun Watson should not be the one that you try to program around because trying to figure him out is like a Rubik's Cube. I don't know what to make of this guy because I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's proven he's that good any time in the last four years. And all we're living off of is something that happened prior to him having all these accusations against him. And who knows what changed after that? I don't know what's changed with this guy, but he looks nothing like the dude that we saw in Houston. So, and by the way, there, was he just a, a peach to work with or did he have problems there too? Answer is he had problems there too. So now you're going to upset your coaching staff that actually has done a really good job getting you through a season with tons of adversity. And the Browns answer is, yeah, let's fire all the offensive staff and try to get someone else to call plays to make Deshaun Watson work. I just feel like you could have given Deshaun Watson another chance to do that. And if he doesn't, Go hire a guy for five hundred grand who can come in and play on your offense and probably take you to the playoffs again. Well, but is that just another guy you can find five hundred grand, or is that just the Flacco magic from this past year? I don't. I, I'm telling like, you, is Josh McCown coming in and doing the same thing? What I'm saying is Joe Flacco is a has yes, plenty of talent, knows how to run an offense, all that stuff. No one would say Joe Flacco is. He's not getting calls from other teams this year to come back and win their starting job, right? I mean, I just. I feel like you could probably put a lot of people in this offense and they would do better, you know, but we're going to find out, I guess. We're going to put Flacco, a there. my cracko. Oh, well. Uh, Florio's making noise about a secret team in play for Bill Belichick without a current coaching vacancy, all right? Because people are talking about the Falcons. He's had two interviews with them. That seems to be the most logical fit. But now Florio is saying, not so fast. There's another team that's in on him but they have not yet fired their coach. Who is it? We have no idea. <laughs> well, okay. Browns. But also, it, they, <laughs> round two. They've not fired their head coach, but they're apparently going to do this. And I mean, you've got plenty of time this offseason. I guess you could. Is Bill Belichick now worth firing a coach for? No. Okay. I, I thought I was crazy, but I don't, that, I don't think that's, I think you're right on that. 
All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Still that accident blocking the left center lane on eastbound 670 at Neal Avenue, causing a five-minute slowdown and some stop-and-go traffic from 315. And you'll find slow traffic on northbound 71 south side between Green Lawn Avenue and 315. This report is sponsored by COSI, Center of Science and Industry. Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Coming to COSI March 9th, don't miss Titanic, the artifact exhibition featuring over 350 artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Presale starts January 24th at 10 a.m. Visit cosi.org for info. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. You okay over there? <laughs> Timmy had me laughing because Timmy he's obsessed with Nick Wright. I know you are. And so Timmy sees Nick Wright on TV and he has to stop whatever he's doing and laugh. And what's the line? There's a line in the bobsled movie, Cool Runnings. Maybe you've watched this, uh, Bone. I've seen Cool Runnings. Do you many, love Cool Runnings? Time, yes. He's meeting one of his former bobsled compadres from the team that he cheated on and this it's been john, like 20 john, years john candy john, yeah. john candy yeah who's the coach of the jamaican bobsled team and he goes and he he sees this one guy that still respects him but a couple of his buddies they clearly hate his guts for what he did and he sees him he greets him and the guy just looks at him and says jesus irv the hell did you do to yourself and he kind of like hits him on the chest with his gloves and walks away that's what i see when i look at nick wright what what has he done with all the hair? What has he done? With the long hair? Look at him! You like the long... You wear long hair. That, not uh, like that. He's no, you Jesus. let it go. You let it go. <laughs> he does look... He looks very Jesus Christo-like. Well, it's very... Nick Wright, we were introduced to as a bald man. Remember that? Yes, like, I that's, remember. That's I, the Nick I worked Wright with all, him for like three months. Right. That's the guy we all saw on TV. And then one day he was like, no, I could always grow this hair. It's just a uh, choice oh I made. Gosh. Choice I made. And now he's like, uh, I'm the lead singer for Foghat. I don't know if you know that. I'm actually, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. It's all Americans in a British yeah. band. <laughs> that's Foghat now. Yeah. I mean, good Lord, Nick. Yeah. Uh, inside the NFL. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. <laughs> Sponsored by Metal Supermarkets. Visit metalsupermarkets.com slash Columbus for all your metal needs. Bone. Well, man, let's start off talking about some injuries for championship weekend. Only four teams remain, of course. We'll start off with the Chiefs and the Ravens. That game is Sunday at 3 on CBS. Some of the uh, injuries to watch there and things to keep an eye on. So Willie Gay for the Chiefs, he suffered a neck strain that he'd already been kind of dealing with off and on this season. That injury is a big deal if he can't go, and it's very up in the air if he can because he's one of the guys they will count on to try to stop Lamar Jackson. That's kind of his role on the team, especially when you have a quarterback like Lamar who can get out there, and there are very few guys who can do that. But he's able to spy on those type of players and try to make it a little evened up. We'll see if that'll happen. Meanwhile, the Ravens may get some good news in the form of Mark Andrews, who's been out since middle of November. Or actually... That's Matt Andrews. Mark Andrews uh, has been out since roughly Thanksgiving 
with an ankle injury he suffered against the Bengals. They had surgery on that ankle, but practiced all of last week has been listed going into last week's game as questionable. They're saying this week, assuming he can go full go again in practice, they think they might have him available. Still up in the air on Marlon Humphrey, their Pro Bowl corner, who suffered a calf strain week 17, did not play last week. But if he can practice this week, they think he is likely to go. Uh, on the other game here, the Lions at the Niners, of course, the big everybody's paying attention to. The big thing that everyone cares about is Debo Samuel. I don't know why I said it that way. Hey, you know, the big, the the big, big thing, the it's big the, thing. Uh, the big yeah. NFC championship game. I was trying to look for the right words, and I didn't have them. All I'm sorry. the kids are talking about it. Debo Samuel suffered a shoulder injury in the game. If he can't go, obviously that would change things quite a bit. Uh, the good news is he didn't break anything, according to Kyle Shanahan, so that allows him the chance to go, but they're going to have to see how he feels after today and tomorrow. If it's healed up enough, they said right now it still is. He's in so much pain they can't get a clear idea on how much he can practice this week. So it's not a long week for this one. You got to figure this out sooner than later. But uh, they are keeping their options open on, at the minute on that. So we'll keep you posted. The Raiders have hired Tom Telesco as their new general manager. This is according to Adam Schefter. He was fired by the Chargers along with Brandon Staley on December 15th after uh, the Raiders defeated that team. Deuce Staley. No, not him. Brandon Staley. Either way, uh, he'd been the Chargers GM since 2013. So in Vegas, he will fill the role vacated by Dave Ziegler when he was fired along with Josh McDaniels. Dolph Ziegler. So we're trading like guys who got fired from one bad team or bad-ish team to another team that fired their dummies and is now like, but these guys could help us. So as the world turns to the NFL, we also know who's going to officiate the Super Bowl. Would you like to know that? Ed Hockley. No. Uh, the NFL has named Bill Vinovich as the lead referee for Super Bowl. What is that? Are we on 58, I believe? Whatever. Yes. yes I think that's right. Third such assignment, his second in the past five years. So they are trying to, you know, make sure they have the best referees for this game. Carl Sheffers is the referee uh, who's also worked two Super Bowls in that five-year period. So now Vinovich joins him in the two in the last five years club, I guess. Yeah. In either case, they said that his crew averaged 13.4 flags per game, tied for the seventh fewest, according to ESPN Stats and Info. And I can't believe that I actually had something to reference there because I had no idea that ESPN Stats and Info kept such data, but they do. Do you want the rest of the crew? Of course you don't. We're not going to cover it. No, I just need to know who the, the crew is, the crew chief. I just told you. Bruce Valanche. No, Bill Vinovich. That's who. Not <laughs> Bruce Valanche. Uh, Panthers have promoted ex-linebacker Dan Morgan to the general manager position. Who cares about that? And uh, did you see the explanation that Todd Bowles gave about not using his final timeout in the uh, final yeah, minute against the Lions? We lost. Yeah, he said the let's, game was let's over. Go, let's go home. Right. I wish more coaches would do that. That's fine. Uh, I guess, I mean, in theory, there's little to no chance that it would have mattered. But this was also the guy who said, you know what? We're down 14. Let's go for two. And I've heard all these people defend that because mathematically speaking, if you get two, you, like either way, if you miss on the two point, you could still get it back if you get another touchdown. And in my world, it's like, yes, but if you kick a field or you kick an extra point, you can still go for two on the second one if you want to go try to win the game. But if not, you can kick another extra no. point and just Boom. tie it up. What does the maths tell you? <sighs> the maths tell you there's like a slightly better percentage if you take two two-point conversions and convert one of them as opposed to getting two extra points. Okay. Whatever. We need Greg Olson to educate us. Sure. That's right. Timmy. Greg Olson? 
You look like you had something to say. No, I didn't have something to say. Oh, you're, you're staring at me longingly. Oh, sh- I mean, I'm just sitting here getting <laughs> ready for the update and he's listening, about listening Nick, to the he's program. thinking about Nick Wright. How great that <laughs> hair is. Uh, you should see him over there. He can't walk past him. If that hair is wrong, I don't want to be Nick Wright. It's, is that how it goes? Yeah, what's yeah. what's right with Nick Wright? So mm. do we assume that's all his hair? Like I he doesn't have any hair treatment. I don't know, man, because I, I mean, I didn't really pay that much. I just thought he was bald. So I didn't really look to see if there was a receding hairline there or anything. Well, it is, that's the thing. It is a receding hairline. He's got a quite a hairline to be able to grow that well, yeah, much he's got hair. Like the widow's peaks, but he I'm does. saying he's got but, the widow's peak. But I'm talking about like it, that. I think that's all what he had. It's just he's growing it out and saying to hell with it. It's not, you know, the flattest hairline you can have, but I'll live with it. Good for him. A man was punished for something I think he should be celebrated for. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You're going to hit some slow traffic on southbound 315 between King Avenue and I-70. And there's about a five-minute slowdown due to stop-and-go traffic on eastbound 70 west side between Central Avenue and 315. And still watch out for that accident on the right side of eastbound 670 at Neal Avenue. This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. I'm Nicole on 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Um. The dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What is the game, Boner? Uh, Today we are doing desserts from around the world. So I'm going to give you a dessert and you tell me what country of origin it comes from? I'll give you two choices. We'll go from there. Uh, a man was punished for something. I think he should be celebrated for this same accomplishment. Okay. A Chinese man has been disqualified from a marathon after he chain-smoked his way through the entire 26-mile race. I feel like I've heard about this guy. Is he, is he known for doing he, this? He is. His okay. name is Uncle Chen. All right. Uh, he completed the marathon in three hours and 33 minutes, but was disqualified Listen. for violating the race's rules against smoking on the course. Listen, I, I just want to pause there. Three hours and 33 minutes for running a marathon? Is this a young man? He's 52. Okay. That is the type of, if you run that marathon in your 50s, you can qualify for the Boston Marathon, which for most runners is one of the most challenging things like an average human can do is getting qualified for Boston. He did that while chain smoking. He came to fame two years ago after photos and videos showed him running a race with a cigarette in his mouth. He's known for doing this. However, he has been disqualified because the Chinese have changed the rules on what is acceptable during races. Okay. I mean, again, they, smoking's not great, but if, if you're running marathons and smoking, I, I, what, who am I to tell you that's wrong? They I don't know. prohibit smoking, open defecation. <laughs> but closeted is Closeted is fine. You want to keep it to Just yourself. Go in your pants. That's don't right. tell anybody. Don't tell anybody about it. Open yeah. defecation or trampling on flower beds or green spaces. So no smoking, right. no shooting diarrhea out at your competitors, mm-hmm. yeah. and do not step on the flowers. 
So or the grass disqualified means like he didn't win the marathon with that time. That's not a winning time. No, but his time is thrown out. Yeah, I don't know what he's competing for. I guess is, would be my question because at that point it's like, aren't you just running for you? Are you? Were, was there prize money involved? I'm just I'm, I'm no, surprised. Not where he, he finished 574. That's, that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's not a winning marathon time. But let him live. That's a tremendous accomplishment. I don't I don't know how anyone could do anything. Af- I couldn't. I have smoked like cigars occasionally. I've had a cigarette before in my life. I don't know how anyone could do anything remotely athletic while smoking for for a minute, let alone for three he's, he's hours. He's been doing this his entire life. He smoked through the 2018 marathon, 2019 marathon, chain smoke through this one. Let him live. Let's celebrate this guy. Don't you, I know you do, have so many questions about how did we get here with this guy? Like how did, absolutely. How did you come to a place where you're like, oh yeah, I smoke all the time. I'm also a runner. Like a lot of people who give up smoking, they will do something else in its stead. And I've heard of people who are like, yeah, I started running when I gave up smoking because I needed something to take my mind off it, something to occupy my time, whatever. I've heard of it as like a health alternative. That's what people do. I've never heard of people who are like, I smoke while running. It makes me feel great. I just need to know which one started first. Was he a runner all the time and he picked up smoking later? Or was he smoking all the time? And he's like, you know what? Let's just burn one while we run. That's good. Timmy? I feel like this is the best smoking athlete since the babe with his cigars. Yeah, but the babe didn't smoke while no, playing. No, but in the sand lot, they really made it out like he did. They did. And he comes out of that like closet that. and talks to Benny the Jet. He's smoking a cigar with a yeah. bat over his shoulder. That's true. It's great. They did do that. Who was it in the, uh, was it the Chiefs quarterback? That was photographed. Lynn Dawson. Lenny Dawson. Dawson. Good. Yeah. Was photographed in the locker room of Super Bowl three, I want to say, at halftime. Smoking. Yeah. That's I mean, that's probably as close as we've come to a smoking athlete. And that that was photographed in a recent vintage. I know what you're saying. If you're like older than fifty, you're probably saying there were lots of people smoking back one in of, the day. One of my favorite sports illustrated covers, may they maybe rest in maybe. peace. Maybe. We don't know. I have no idea. Is former White Sox player Dick Allen smoking a cigarette while juggling baseballs in the dugout. I no, he wasn't playing, but no, so he's but in still. the dugout smoking a cigarette and juggling. Multi-talented. No kidding. Well, I just, I think that's a different time, isn't it? And that I've seen in the photo that that is great. That's that's a White Sox uniform I that's rarely red, remember exists. That's the exists. White Sox uniform. That's right. Well, they changed their uniform a million times. They've kept these for almost 40 years. Yeah, the the black and white look you're yeah. saying. Yeah, right. I'm uh, this I was not familiar until fairly recently of the just they look like the Phillies kind of with that yeah. uniform cow. If you just glance at it, you'd say, "Oh, is that someone on the Phillies?" It's red pinstripes. Right. It doesn't I would never have called that a Sox uniform until just recently I found out it even existed. The other one I would think of is John Daly, who would That's, actively golf with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. That's true. And I also would say, if you don't think John Daly looked very athletic, you're right. But he did win two majors. No, I, I get it. Yeah, you rumor, don't have to be. You don't have to look and be like Tiger Woods to be successful in that sport. No, but also the story is that, like in high school, he looked like that and was dunking basketballs and was like an all like could play every sport kind of guy, like just one of those bigger dudes who could do everything. Right? That's hard to imagine. I know, but that's that's the story on him is that he's done all these different things. He was fairly athletic given his size. Brian Johnson 
is fired as Eagles offensive coordinator. Sorry to hear that. That's too bad. The lead singer of ACDC. I'm sorry, what's the play? Play clock is running out, and he's just shouting at you. Yeah, I I'll like tell you, it. man. These head coaches—they're all about we're we're a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team. Then when your owner gets on the phone and says, "Hey, if you don't fire everybody, we're going to fire you." Yeah, that's they right. They make those changes pretty quick, don't they? Sure enough, I like uh, I like how loyalty and accountability are two things that a lot of head coaches preach all the time and I kind of think they're at odds with each other aren't they like you can be loyal but then loyalty means you're not going to really hold people accountable are you ask Jerry Jerry Jones Jerry Jones is an extremely loyal owner to his coaches does he hold them accountable not really but if you hold coaches accountable and say if you don't get the job done I don't care what you did in the past you're gone that is going to be something that's going to go kind of against loyalty and I'm not saying it's bad to pick either one but what I am saying is you can't have both of them on the wall of your locker room. I think you've got to pick one of those. Uh, WWE is moving Raw to Netflix starting in 2025. 10-year deal, $5 billion, the total amount. Wow. Uh, the Rock was also appointed to the board of directors. I, I found this out this morning because I happen to be watching CNBC. Because mm-hmm. there are times I like to watch and... Listen to what they say, and then my brain melts. Oh, is that... Just- I, I have no idea what they're talking about. None. Okay. I see things flash on the screen. Two-year option. What the hell is this? I don't know what any of it means. Right. I assume it's how people who don't watch sports look at Sports Center and they're like, what, when they talk about someone has been bought out in the NBA for the mid-level exception, how, how would anyone who's not well, following sports know right. what that is? And, you know, I, you and I watch, like, Dan Orlovsky on TV. And there are people that slobber all over him. You and I are not one of them. No. All right, I think he's a total idiot. Same. And maybe that's like Jim Cramer. I watched that guy. And I'm like, oh, he knows everything about everything. But maybe a financial guy watches Jim Cramer and says, oh, yeah, finance Dan Orlovsky's on TV again. Financial guy would tell you that from what I understand. Because I think we brought this up before. I don't know. I think think we brought this up before. And we have had quite a few tweets on it. And people getting back to us saying, "Uh, yeah, he's just a loudmouth who... Is very entertaining to watch, but he is not that well ver not any better at anybody else at predicting All things. Right, whatever. Or so I, I was watching this morning. Right. They had the Rock on. They had the CEO. What is it, Ari Emanuel? I think you're right. Of uh, whatever they call the new company that owns UFC and TKO. W- TKO. That's Endeavor, right. Yeah. So they were talking about that. Their stock was up like thirty percent today. And so hey, things are going well. Vince McMahon was there ringing the bell, looking like a French pimp. <laughs> With his mustachio and his dyed hair. <laughs> He's got a walking cane. He does. There's, um, I, I think the movie is called Oscar that Sylvester Stallone was in. Do you remember this? He, I remember vaguely the, the movie. I don't remember the plot. Isn't he a gangster or something? Yeah, it's set in like the 30s, I want to say. Vince McMahon looks like he's trying to walk on as an extra in that movie. That's kind of where I'm at with his look. I did see Teddy. By the way, Teddy watches this. All the time. Yes. Are you excited about this development? I don't I, I don't know if I'm excited about it. It's I just mean, it's a the, different way that I have to watch right, and I have to pay more money to watch it's it It's the now. first time 
that it's been off linear television in its 31-year existence. Yes. It'll be going to Netflix. And uh, one of their other head honchos, was it Tony Khan? Is that right? Wait, yes. For who? Tony Khan owns AEW. That's Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. That is Wrath of Khan. That is yes, entirely runs, yeah. confusing because not related at all, those two. But no, yeah. no. Anyway, Nick Khan. Yeah. I heard him today saying, it's no guarantee this can be on Monday. Maybe another day of the week. <laughs> It'll be a different way to watch. Maybe well, you just bent sort of, not binge it, but you just watch it whenever it's available. It's also yeah. on Netflix, which is, I mean, a curious move because, right, isn't with pro wrestling, that's kind of always been the thing is you tune into a broadcast channel because that's the only thing that's live ever. Yeah. Right? Well, this like, is supposed to still be live though. That's I know the plan. But what I mean is that's why Monday night raw and all these other programs, they've prided themselves on like Monday night raw would go on on Christmas day, new year's, whatever 52 weeks a year. They do not yes. care what holiday yes. it is. They'll do it on July 4th. They will, they will do something for July 4th on the broadcast. And then they will have three hours of match or two hours of matches, whatever the show is. I'm just surprised they would say we are not going to we we may move it off Monday nights. You're going on a platform that is all about no one watches when the thing is on live, right? That's the whole beauty of Netflix and other things is you can kind of tune in whenever you have time and watch seven or eight episodes of your shows. It's the opposite of broadcast television. So I'm surprised that they're thinking about tweaking it, especially for Netflix. Now, Teddy, do you think because they're going to be on a streamer that like all the rules are out the window now? Like we're going to see boobies and swear words? and Or do you think they'll stick to the format? I think they'll stick to the format. Maybe they loosen up just a, a little bit. Like, you know, if the fans are chanting something, you know, they usually, like, block that out on, you know, TV. Like, if, you know, they're just saying, you know, holy bleep. Right, you know? I got it. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Thank you, then, uh, you know, if they're saying a, a bad word, like bleep. If Netflix, they may, <laughs> maybe they let that go, but I don't think it's so going to get too F, extreme. just stays. I think they should actually get all the fans to just, whenever they're, just please censor yourselves. Just say, holy bleep, holy bleep. Well, yeah, and now the fans know that they're on Netflix, so they're yeah, free right. to chant even more disgusting stuff. Mm. Is that a C word chant breaking out? <laughs> Why, yes, it is. <laughs> They know they can. That's right. All right, big news coming down 6 o'clock tonight. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You're going to find a 10-minute slowdown on westbound 670 between 33 and I-70 and expect a 5-minute delay due to some stop-and-go traffic on eastbound 70 on the west side between Central Avenue and 315. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on anyone else. So if you drive safely, you can save money. Good to know. Visit Allstate.com or call for a quote today. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. It's all about desserts today. International desserts, baby. I was uh, taking the kid to the bus stop this morning. She handed me a piece of paper with a, a crudely drawn bunny rabbit. Okay. When I say crudely drawn, I don't mean the bunny rabbit was giving you the finger or anything. Oh, that'd be great if it was. Yes. And I said, oh, that's nice. What do you want me to do with this? She goes, well, it's my autograph. Oh. I said, first of all, this is not your autograph. This is a picture of a bunny. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that autograph just meant signing your name. Oh, what did she think of it? Just drawing just a picture draw, you draw like? a picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and I said, okay, well, what do you want me to do with it? Bring it to T-Bone at work. Oh, well, because that's nice. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> she is. Yes, because we went to the basketball game on Saturday and they put her on the Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. And so now she thinks she's a celebrity. So she has a picture of a bunny for you to put in your collection. That's great. I, I, I did think it was a little much when she flashed the Jumbotron. I yeah, thought, you know, yeah. she didn't have to do that. I know right. she's only six, but. Also save, a little much with the booby tassels. <laughs> I didn't even know she had them. All right. <laughs> now that's great, though. I'm glad that she got to do that. That's a lot of fun. It's cool to see yourself up on the big screen, at least if you're like a kid. If you're an adult, you're like, oh, God, please take me off of there. Well, you were telling me your kids were on the Jumbotron for the women's game <laughs> yeah. on Sunday. They had they had this. They made uh, signs because they have I think they had this for both the games because it was kids day on Saturday for the men's game. It was all kids all the time. And then Sunday, they knew there would just be a lot of people there and they left the kids stations. Couldn't get up. Sergei Fedorov on campus. No, no. Off campus. You can get him, him on campus. Keep him away. No, but the uh, they had the so they both had signs. My oldest made a sign that said, "I forgot that Iowa existed," which is a reference of a Taylor Swift song. I forgot that you existed, uh, and then Ava, my middle one, she did a sign that said, uh, "I'm feeling 23," which is Rebecca Mikulashikova, her favorite Buckeye. Oh. And that's a there's a Taylor Swift song that says, "I'm feeling 22." Caitlin Clark is 22. So you can't have that on the sign. So she turned. They both went Taylor Swift references. That got them on the big screen. So that seemed to work how out. Do you, how do you say that last name? Rebecca Mikulashikova. I believe town she is Wales. from. I believe she is from Slovenia. I think I could okay. be wrong. But let her live. She's Sounds great. About right. Hit some big threes. She's a step back big who can make some shots out there. Got some big, big rebounds. Big. She's six. I four. just heard a hard B coming. I I was confused. She is from Nitra. Slovakia. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, tonight at 6 o'clock, Baseball Hall of Fame election results will be released. Here's what I can tell you with all my inside knowledge. Okay. Uh, Adrian Beltre goes in. All right. First ballot guy. Although I don't know why we have first ballot. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a first ballot. Shut up. Well, it's he's either he a Hall of Famer or he's not. Is he for you a Hall of Famer? That's all yes, that the, be the question. The guy's got 3,200 hits. There are certain hard and fast things that, to me, automatically get you in the Hall of Fame. 3,000 hits, one of them. Right. I don't care if you played 22 years with 22 different teams. If you amass 3,000 hits, you're a Hall of Famer. So he will go in on the first ballot. Other than that, I can't tell you anything. Is Joe Maurer a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Is uh, who, who was close last year? Todd Helton. Todd Helton. They're right? think, they're, it's sounding like, right, Teddy, that they're thinking he's probably going to make it in this time. It's looking that way from yeah, all the ballots. Yeah, it's going to He should make it. This okay. is uh, Gary Sheffield's last year on the ballot. Is right. he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Dude, that, what you just said, Gary Sheffield's last year on the, on the ballot. So if you haven't seen, there's Shut the Door, D-O-R-E on Twitter. Adam Dorr does this, uh, where he, he's one of those guys who tracks ballots. Right. Okay. So he he's got all the publicly available ballots and and records them and shows you how they've changed over the years. There there's he's got a few of them. Awful announcing collected a few of these. It boggles my mind how guys choose to vote for the Hall of Fame. I guess I shouldn't care, right? But it's it's that weird thing in sports where we're told to care about this and then everybody does and then people go, "Hey, man, that's his opinion. You got to live. You got to leave him alone." It's like. Right, I know it's his opinion, but his opinion makes no sense. There's no that, logic that's where to the I get reason. Upset with it is that there's just no consistency. You're trying to understand the logic, and it seems like the logic changes every single year. So, for example, uh, 
this this is a ballot he has one here from Steve Croner who writes for the San Francisco Chronicle okay and they track like on the ballot which of these guys did you vote for last year which one did you leave off from last year maybe or some new ones that are on there so obviously Adrian Beltre he voted for he's new to the ballot okay so that's fine uh Joe Maurer first time on the ballot he voted for him too okay he voted for A-Rod because okay sure he voted for A-Rod did not vote for Manny Ramirez but see that's that's <laughs> what I don't understand what <laughs> there is no question that if you take the cheaty cheaty and the steroid stuff out of it Manny Ramirez is a hall of famer you could you could throw up roadblocks in front of Mark McGuire sure and say yes the power numbers were there but Really, if you look at the rest of what he's done, this is not a Hall of Fame resume. I understand that. But if we're putting A-Rod in, right. then you have to put Manny in. I, I think so. Yes. Uh, on his ballot, he has seven players he voted for. So it's not like, oh, well, did he run out of room? No, he did not. So this You're is a allowed decision. 10. Yeah. Uh, other ones that are interesting. Gary Sheffield, he put on the ballot this year, presumably because it's his last year and okay. we don't want to see him fall off. But well, he he's going to fall then, off. Either he, way, he's going to fall but off. But he didn't vote for him last year. So if you thought he was a Hall of Famer, like now you've decided yeah, he's, he's, a, a, he's a last ballot Hall of Famer. What? <laughs> right. He also did not vote for Carlos Beltran last year, did vote for him this year for some reason, voted for Andrew Jones last year, did not vote for him this year. What? That makes no sense. What are we? Right. His other uh, players that are on here, he put Billy Wagner, which makes total sense, and Mark Burley. Which let me tell you something. I mean, that's your guy. But Nobody loves Mark Burley more than me. All right, Mark Burley is a big hillbilly, lives in rural Missouri, and he's got huge like horse dogs. Okay, and if he asked me, dogs, I didn't know where that was going. Dogs, so thank you for clarifying. Horse dogs. I got you now. Yeah, and if he asked me to play with one of their leapers, I would. No, I. I don't think you want just, that. Just because I respect him so much. Okay, as a ball player. He's in my personal Hall of Fame. He is not a Hall of Famer. Right. He's not in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Again, it's it's this guy's opinion, but trying to find consistency here. Mark Burley is in the Hall of Fame for this guy. Todd Helton, not. Like, if we're looking at well, what they... they did play two different positions, Bone. They played so. two different positions. One of them played it slightly better, I would say, than the other. But Todd Helton... You're right, Mark Burley. We got to say this. Todd Helton played in Colorado. So anything he did is completely, you got to disregard it because a lot of those numbers came with the aid of Todd Helton also loves Nick Wright. <laughs> loves him. Sure. Uh, then there's this ballot from Mark Purdy, who is uh, Purdy. San, San Jose Mercury News. Purdy. Uh, he voted for Todd Helton last year. Okay. Did not vote for him this year. Okay. <laughs> because presumably, like it's looking like a he's going to get in. A and lot's so happened. Yeah, lots happened with Todd Helton between last year and this year. Last year, though, did not vote for Omar Vizquel. This year, voted for him. (laughs) Added him in. So, last year, you might remember Omar Vizquel, who, yes, if we're just looking at on the field, I think he's a Hall of Famer. However, there was a little bit of a horrible story. Right, there's not a little bit. There's a story of domestic violence with him that has caused a lot of people to say, I can't vote for that guy. I'm not going to vote for that. This guy apparently felt that way last year. It was like, well, 12 months later, it's all still going on. But you know what? Those bruises have healed. Now he's in. Uh, so that, yeah, this is uh, whatever. And then the final one I wanted to highlight was, uh, this, this is the other thing that's going on now, is protest voting. Dan Shaughnessy, 
Boston Globe columnist for many, many years. He's been on TV plenty of times. Uh, this year, he did vote for Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer. And that's it. Now, you might say, well, are none of those other guys worthy of being in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Because last year and the last couple years prior, he voted for only one person, and it was Jeff Kent. And his argument was, I don't know that any of these other guys weren't on steroids. So you don't know that Jeff Kent wasn't on. Well, no, but, but apparently Jeff Kent was his like, whatever. I liked Jeff. Jeff Kent. Kent also hit behind Barry Bonds, who was. On <laughs> so does that? Does he get some? And the only reason why Jeff Kent had any numbers whatsoever is because they didn't want to pitch to Barry Bonds. They he, pitched to him. He got secondhand roids, basically, right? Second-hand he was he may not have, he not have put him in there, but he got the benefits of the roids from the guy hitting ahead of him. So sure, whatever. That's Just, a good band name. Secondhand roids. There we go. All right. Coming up next. Oh, it's rapid fire time, right, Ted? Yeah. It's Teddy's time to shine with rapid fire. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You're going to find a 10-minute delay due to some slower traffic on eastbound 70 on the east side between James Road and Bryce Road. And a 5-minute slowdown if you're on northbound 270 east outer belt between 33 southeast and 70. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with the parts you need for the prices you want. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. No college education and it shows. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, Bone and I do all our banging at Hollywood Casino Columbus. More specifically, their 12,000 square foot sports book. Two huge walls of TV, food, drinks, all the good times you could possibly want in one location. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go there now or some other time. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. We're down to the final four NFL teams. What Super Bowl matchup would be the most interesting to you? Uh, Bears and Browns. <laughs> I don't think they're one of, of the, the last four, four teams. NFL teams. Well, I you think. said we're down to the last four teams. Yes. I mean, what if all? What if four of those teams just die in a plane crash? Everybody. Well, then it's just canceled. I guess I would. I mean, to take your question seriously, Ted, for a moment, I would actually Thanks, probably Bo. say, uh, in a way, like I'd kind of like to see Ravens Niners again, but it's two totally different teams for the most part at this point. But I'd like to see that rematch and I'd also like to see how that goes and I'm saying that as a Browns fan who doesn't like the Ravens at all but I can't deny that I think Lamar Jackson is fascinating and a fantastic player and I think that would probably be an entertaining game. Bears-Browns. Okay. Great. Or uh, Niners and Ravens. What I just said? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Your turn. No good answers. Okay. They'll just... Go ahead, Ted. Rapid Rapid fire fire number two. There we go. Where do you stand on the fumbling the football into the end zone as a touchback rule? Do you think it needs to be changed? I personally... Probably. I personally do. You know, you can, I guess, put it back to the 20-yard line if you want to do that. What do you mean? But the team retains possession. Oh, see, I I mean, I I don't understand this at all. 
if you fumble the ball out of bounds at the five yard line, and it if you fumble it forward, right, it goes back to the original line of scrimmage. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it does not go up to the three yard line or the two yard line. But if you fumble it from the five yard line and it crosses the end zone, barely hits the pylon and falls out of bounds, then it is the other team's ball and goes to the twenty. I heard on whatever one of the was it the get up show that Greeny does they were all arguing and they were saying yeah but it's the end zone it's sacred ground once you go in there it's a different thing it's special and it's like yeah unless you're a running back who can barely breathe the football over that end line for a hair's width of the nose of the football then you get all six points and no problem no questions asked I don't know I think it, if you so where would you it, put it Put it back at the line of scrimmage where you fumbled it. You okay. lose you lose the down. It's not like you get to just do it all over. So if that's fourth down, then the ball goes there and it's turnover on downs to the other team. So you but don't put it than, back at the line of scrimmage. You put it where you, you fumbled it, where you lost the ball? No. I'm saying I I would put it back at the line of scrimmage is where I think I would have to do that. Because what, I, what, if, the, what if it's an, like an 80-yard play? Well, then it goes back to the line of scrimmage. Okay, I'm saying you can, right. you can have that rule if you want. And then it could add in some extra drama. Don't fumble the ball if you're 80 yards down the field. But but also, if you get 80 yards down the field, fumble it out of bounds, the other team gets it at the 20, they get an extra 20 yards? I don't understand that either. All right. Rapid fire number three. Would you ever want to have a vote for a Hall of Fame or a major award? And if so, then what award would you want to vote for? Absolutely. I want my entire life to be sitting in judgment of other people mm-hmm. and denying them something or providing them something. I know this isn't what you asked me, but I've said I would love to be St. Peter up at the pearly gates to <laughs> well, decide who gets into heaven. What is heaven but really just kind of a perfect people's hall of fame? Am I right? I, uh, I'm just saying. I, yeah. I'd probably let him squirm for a little while and start bringing up some bad stuff. And maybe let me the ask ground you. opens up and a little slide starts to come down and... So then I tease him in the end and say, ah, I'm just kidding. You did a good job. Go on in. Would you be a big hall heaven kind of guy no. or a small hall heaven no, kind of guy? small hall heaven. Oh, really? Small hall. Seemed like you'd be someone who's like, ah, get on in here. We're all just terrible people. No, I, I would, uh, Teddy, the, uh, the basketball hall of fame. That I would like to have a vote on. So that's the one I would go with. St. Peter is what I want to be. I got Thanks, it. Thanks, Thank you. Rapid fire number four. If you could do what The Rock just did and gain control of a wrestling name, then what nickname are you choosing to own? I mean, I have a name. No, I'm no. The, I'm the common man. A wrestling name. Not like your wrestling. Uh, like, could you, I Dusty guess, Rose is a common man. You know. Okay. But are you saying... He's the American dream. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, he was all of that. See, I thought you were asking, like, if we wanted to have control of some other... Like, I would have... The, I would take Undertaker. That's that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I assume I make some decent licensing off of that. But then everybody gets mad at you if you're like, yeah, he can't even profit because this idiot in Columbus, Ohio owns The Undertaker. That sucks. And you probably get a lot of hate mail, but whatever. I'll cash those checks. You probably have to pick somebody that's going to be alive for a while, right? Yeah, that's good. I was going to pick Hulk Hogan, but he's well 70 years old. True enough. Uh, Stone Cold? Yes. There you go. Stone Cold. I like that one. That's My good. guy. And you get a beer out of it. That's good. I do. He's got a beer. Oh. He has his own beer. So do I. That's right. I forgot. Only you, though. None of us do. Only you. <laughs> Rapid fire number five. Today is National Pie Day. If you were able to have a slice of any pie right now, then what are you eating? Poontang pie. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I knew sure. it. Poon. <laughs> Tang is that a, served I, by Margot Robbie. I've never. <laughs> Speaking wow. of the Rock, wow, that's uh, right. It's Rock's Day. It, huh? 
What? He's on the board. Oh. He was on CNBC this morning. I was confused morning. by Pi Day. The Rock. Then, yeah, I know. the. <laughs> Listen. Poon-tang what you're Pi. doing is just... Yeah. I'm so confused Turn that right now. Sideways. I'm so confused. I will say, uh, I was going to try again, Ted. I'm sorry that I'm doing this. I'm trying to answer your questions in the manner they were asked. Is that Ford wrong? Ford Field. Okay. I'm going to go with Key Lime Pie. That's what I was going to go with. That's, oh, the music style. Uh, can you but fly I, that in from Key West or yeah, wherever it is? Yeah, I would. Or, but I do uh, want 3.14 slices of it. Right, my actual answer six repeating is whatever. Dutch Apple. With a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Boring. Okay. Boring. Whatever. It is. It's a classic. It's a classic. That's right. Key lime pie. Teddy, what's your answer? Superior. I'd love me some peanut butter pie. So that's what I would that's go great. for. Straight I like peanut that. butter. You have put some whipped cream on top or chocolate. What do you want? Yeah, I, I want some whipped cream on top of that. And, and a crust, like an Oreo crust. Mm. Oh, I didn't think of the Oreo crust. Yeah, you know, I, I made actually, one of those over the holidays, actually. I actually Did had you? a peanut butter pie once, Ted. You know what the crust was? Graham cracker. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Nutter butters. Oh, oh that's. And let me tell you something. It was delicious. Mm, that sounds. Okay. Yeah, you're putting all. The, you got all your peanut butter right there. I mean, you. That's peanut butter overload. Is mm-hmm. what that is. No did such you, thing. I know, but did you top it with the uh, at the Amish restaurants? Like the peanut butter sauce? That peanut butter, whatever oh, yeah. it is, it's like a... It's Drizzle? Not, yeah, it's not peanut butter. I mean, it is, but it's like thinned out in some way that makes it just spreadable and delicious. And just stop they right there. Just warm. stop right there. They get it right to the urologist in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Something was coming. Uh, the NFL is bulletproof. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. We got a few slow spots out there. About a 10 minute delay if you're on eastbound 33 between Refugee Road and Ebright Road. We got a five minute slowdown on northbound 71 north side between 670 and 17th Avenue. And if you're on westbound 670 between 33 and I-70, about a five minute delay there. This report is sponsored by Direct Auto. Safe Auto Insurance is now Direct Auto Insurance. New name, same low down payments. Go to directauto.com for a free quote. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. Bone? Yes, man. Give me a number. Uh, Let's go with uh, 12. Call number 12 right now. Turn this music down. I got something else to play here. Call number 12. 614-821-9710. Gets two tickets to see Pink at the shot on Wednesday, October 9th. Tickets go on sale through LiveNation.com this Friday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Bone, there is nothing better than two in the pink. Two tickets to see Pink. I gotcha. Yeah. The, uh, my wife is excited about this concert. Is she going? She might be. Okay. Stay tuned. Oh, Find I, out. I, oh, I'll stay know. tuned for that. I don't know. I'm just, what do you want me to do? Nothing. I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe? Nothing. Who cares? Pink. But I know why you care, because Pink's awesome. She's great. Okay. You ever seen her? I have not. No. I've, I mean, heard, I, I've, I've, heard I've good seen things. her face. Yeah. She does like uh, acrobatic thing now. She does? Oh, yeah. Cirque du Pink? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she does all kinds of, like, they've got a, I don't even know what you call them. They're like giant banners that come down, and then she wraps her legs around them, and then they hoist her up like 50 feet. She's upside down singing, and then she, like, flies down, looks like she's going to drop all the way to the surface, and then stops at the last minute, keeps on singing. It's quite a thing. What would happen if uh, people just went to a concert, they saw their band play their favorite song? Yeah. And then they said, thank you, good night. Um, would they riot? No, I think. I mean, I just think uh, you know, people are trying to put on a show. I understand trying to put on a show, but maybe if they didn't have the scarf dance people, yeah, they could charge a little bit less for the ticket. Well, I know, but then you got you got acts that are charging that much, and they don't do anything other than roll an old person out there who hasn't made a new album in twenty years, and well, then they're you like, think hey, "Mick Jagger's not doing the scarf dance." That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I bet he is. It's like it's. Uh, listen, he's coming back for the same act every single time. You know what you're getting. It's more or less yeah. at that point. You're like, hey, look, Keith Richards still alive. We're, you know what? I'll pay $100 to see this man try to play. NFL is bulletproof. So Bucks and Lions drew 40.4 million viewers on the, the Peacock networks. Well, Peacock and It was on NBC and also on Peacock. Yes. CBS says that 50 million watch the Chiefs and the Bills. I don't doubt it. It was prime time. I, I don't doubt it either. Look, it's, it's, it's a, a matchup, sexy that, matchup, and close game, good game, and Taylor Swift. There you go. All of part it. of that. Uh, Jason Kelsey with yeah. his shirt off. <laughs> I will say, if you were like a fan of them showing Jason Kelsey, but not a fan of Taylor Swift, then I I kind of got what you're about. Then at that point, right? It's like, no, I'm I'm good with like a man gets some attention, but a woman getting attention, I can't have that. Can, that can I, uh, that's not great. Can I say something too about? Because I've heard so many people, not anybody with a brain, okay, but so many people say, well, if Chief slows, they can blame it on this distraction <laughs> with Taylor Swift, right? Why are you assuming that they are like watching the game <laughs> on TV with you? They are playing in a stadium. Full of 65,000 people, right? They're, they're not watching the TV. They have no idea when Taylor Swift is on TV. They don't care if Taylor right. Swift is there. No one is thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, perfect example of that. I was at the women's game against Iowa, and I'm, you know, looking around. I'm watching the game. I think it was sometime maybe in the third quarter. They said, you know, please welcome... Yeah, like at a timeout, they're like, please welcome former Buckeye wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, and then it, I, they show him on the camera and I'm like, oh, cool. He's here. And then I realize he's sitting courtside. And then I realize, of course he is. I've been watching the whole game and he's sitting right behind the thing I'm looking at, which is the basketball game. And I didn't even know he was there. He was flexing that eyewear, though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He had the had the big and he had like a sweater on with stripes. I mean, let him live hard to miss if you were like paying any attention to anything beyond the actual game. I'm just saying, I'm not even playing in the game, and I didn't see that he was there until they pointed it out on the screen. Yes, I know the Chiefs are aware that Taylor Swift is in the building. When the game starts, there have been presidents in the building no for some of these cares. football games. What are we talking about? No one cares. Pat Mahomes is not in the huddle saying, I got to get this ball to Kelsey because Taylor's here. No. No the, one cares. They all know that there's a lot of pressure on them to win, and a lot of people are paying attention, and also Taylor Swift is there. I've heard it said before, and I think it's the right thought on that if you believe that taylor swift is the reason that your football team lost but not like the 50 guys that are on the team the 25 coaches and strength and conditioning people the hundreds of front office people if you think any of them did anything to do with it 
but some lady who just showed up to watch the game had something to do with it, you may need to reevaluate no, what you're I, looking you, to at. To your there. point, I think it's ridiculous when we put everything on the one kicker, which we had here. Right. Another yes. kick goes wide right. And there were so many different things that led to that moment. The Bills had opportunities. They didn't take advantage of it. It came down to a kick. Probably shouldn't have come down to a kick. But even then, I think that's a stretch to blame it on one guy. To blame it on a chick who's not even on the field? No, it's... <laughs> who's a glorified fan who they show on TV all the time, but who cares? Also, does Tony Romo know something we don't know? I think he's Why doing Why does he keep calling them married? I think he's doing it as a joke. Like, the first time, I think he genuinely screwed it up. And then, now, because he did it the other day where he's like, there's your... Uh, sister-in-law or whatever he said it where he almost paused and it was like he was trying to think of how am i supposed to say this the wrong way oh yeah i'll do it that way or maybe i'm giving him too much credit because clearly he has to have heard now they're not actually married at all but i don't know if maybe he's not familiar this is taylor swift uh kind of known for having like relationships that eventually don't work out not her fault necessarily but the fans enjoy it she writes a lot then of you so- get another album out like, of it her entire ar- like arc of her career, there's songs about guys who broke her heart. So I'm saying if it works out in this way that maybe her and Kelsey don't work out eventually, you're probably going to get another great album out of it. So you get $50 million for that, $40 million plus for Bucks and Lions, which was the most watched game on NBC divisional round ever. But I heard so many people just last week say NBC's screwing us, mm-hmm. Peacock is screwing us, they're just greedy, money-hungry bastards. They're putting this game exclusively on the streamer. Hell with them. I'm never watching. I'm not I'm watching them again. And, then, and I mean, then, It doesn't matter what the controversy is. It's like, I don't respect the anthem. I'm never watching. Numbers oh. have never, never been higher. Right. They, they put the game on Peacock. I'm never watching. The thing I saw this week is they're going to play the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. I'm never watching. You're all watching. I know. It's There's nothing they could do. I'm I'm dead serious. I also like I don't I don't know why like let the NFL have the game they want to have, let them have the opening ceremony, the whatever they want to have, let them put it on whatever streaming service they want. You do not have to watch it. You're right. But all the people who have to let you know I'm never watching it again, great. I don't believe you. Because well, the, numbers the, the numbers show that show everyone, still watching. more people than ever are watching. So if they've lost you, but they've gained like 5 million more people than the last time they did this, then guess what? They You don't matter. Sorry. Uh, when it comes to the NFL, they're going to keep doing what they're doing because everything is working. Fat boy food tip. Coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We've got some slow spots out there. You're looking at a 10-minute slowdown on northbound 71 on the north side between 670 and Cook Road at about a five-minute delay on northbound 270 on the east outer belt between 33 and I-70. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with the parts you need for the prices you want. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Um, back when I was banging, this show slapped. Whatever the hell that means. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? We're doing international dessert. So I'll give you a dessert and you tell me the country it comes from. Sounds boring, but maybe it'll be fun. I have no idea. All right. Uh, Fat Boy Food Tip. 
A new cereal is coming today, actually starting today. So if you go to the store, perhaps you will see Cinnamon Twist Cereal brought to you by the fine folks at Taco Bell. Love that. That's they great. say, we took your go-to crunchy cinnamony twists and turned them into a cereal for the first time ever. Well, how could that be bad? I mean, if you like cinnamon toast crunch or cinnamon dusted things. Maybe I should I, read the whole story. I don't think it's at the store. <laughs> the cereal will not be available online or in stores. So the only way to get your hands on a box is by using Uber One, Uber Eats, or by signing up for Taco Bell Rewards. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. And the promotional offer will only be available for residents in New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, and Dallas. So you know what? What the hell? <laughs> so never Ted, Teddy sent this to me. I was all excited about the cinnamon <laughs> twist cereal. <laughs> so you know what? It's not a tip. Unless you live in one of those cities, you can't find it. You know what? Fly there. Quit your no, job. No, Fly out, out there and go get it. Go get one of those boxes of cereal. Let me give you another tip. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? It's from the burner phone. Oh. That's great. And I don't have it in front of me, but I read it earlier. Okay, good. I read it earlier. We're off to a great start. Uh, somebody on the burner phone said a secret hack that he likes to use is if you go to Chick-fil-A, you can just buy a single filet. All right. You don't have to buy a sandwich. They just they will give you just a, the filet. Okay. Either in the regular or the spicy. Mm-hmm. He says his flex move is to get one of those and add it to other fast food sandwiches. Now, that's a great idea. I've never done that, but how could that be bad? I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm like, would you just go with, I, I could see putting that on like a burger and just see what happens, Why not? right? Let's just, let's have some fun. Just see, I mean, that's a lot of protein, but who cares? Delicious. He had a sandwich that he put it on too, and I forgot what it oh, was. Oh, that's too bad. You know, I will say there's a Chick-fil-A, there's a way to make that sandwich even better at Chick-fil-A. What? So you get the chicken sandwich, regular or spicy, whatever you do. Take it out of that little bag it comes in, take the filet off of the bun, leave the pickles or take them off and put them on the bun, whatever. Use the bag as a little marinating device. Get your favorite sauce that they have for their oh, nuggets. Shake it up in the you bag. You put that in the bag, you dump, dump a couple packets of sauce on there and then shake it up for 20 seconds. And then when you take that thing out, it's coated, put it back on your sandwich. And now you could have like their Polynesian sauce. If you like that, that's pretty good. Coating bone. on the chicken. I've done that many a time. It's like delicious. That. Oh, and that's a fantastic idea. It's almost like you've Timmy, done this. We're I have you, done it. This is your every time at Chick-fil-A move. I can tell I, it's not every time, but occasionally I'm like, I want something more than just the sandwich here. What can I do? And then I go, oh yeah, I got that trick. I'll just ask for some whatever sauce. Polynesian sauce is good. That's one of my favorites, but whatever you like, you could do that. They got a barbecue you could do. You make a barbecue filet if you want. And they won't do it for you. I know. I, like if you say, dip are you my kidding? Chicken. I'm sure they would. If you said, it's hey. It's my pleasure place. They they should. I'm saying, I, I've i never we asked gotta them. We got to try it out. I don't ask them. I mean, they're already going through so much trouble, right? I mean, you everything you do, there's like, oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Here, we built, we redid all the drive through So now people can just, you know, you got 18 lines and everything's covered and I figure they're already doing all that. I can just take care of that last part myself. If I, really I want have to. you to toss my chicken sandwich yeah. in this sauce. Make it in a way that I've never, it's not on the menu, but I just want it that way, please. Well, you don't think that's a request that they get? The customer is always right. I bet that's it is. Fair. I know, but I just, I'm good. Like, if I want to do it, I'll do it myself. That's right. what I'm saying. That's fine. I went to the uh, Shake Shack yesterday. Yeah. It's always great. And by great, I mean good slash frustrating. 
The food's delicious. I, you, I like the you, food. Because you walk in, like, well, can I talk to a human? No, there's no human. Go place your order at the machine. See, I've gotten to a point where I prefer that, but Yeah, I but you understand. know what, though? When it has a 25% success rate is if it's working or not. Because <laughs> sometimes it's broken, and they don't tell you at all. They just let you stand there and fiddle with it for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's not good. Until it eventually kicks you out of the system. Anyway, yesterday was working. Two burgers, one fry, two drinks. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. How much? Of course, a little thing comes up. Tip? <laughs> of course. Right. Well, I've spoken to no one. Right. So, yeah. of course, I'll give you a tip because you're going to see that if I gave you a tip and then you're going to put your hoo-ha in my food or something. My <laughs> wife would tip the robots that deliver your food on campus. She'd tip the robot 30%. <laughs> so well, I they're tip, trying really hard. They tip. So what do you think it was, Timmy? I'm going to say $42. It was $36. I was going to say it's well <laughs> it over $30. But it's two people. Yeah, it's two incredible. People. $36. It's one fry. Like one fry. Two one burgers, fry. one fry, two drinks. This is a max. No, no milkshakes. Nothing no like shake. that. Just, no, fountain, no. just fountain drinks. No, what no, are the no, shakes? No. Seven bucks? Six ninety nine. Oh, I don't. But I'm saying the place is called Shake Shack. And you're like, I can't. Are we kidding? In this economy, who can? Right? Like, who's getting a shake at Shake Shack? You're I've barely eating burger. We may as well go to the rooftop. Me Shake Mansion. Tell me if you think this is acceptable. Right. I contend it should be against the law to be a fast food place that serves a burger that has no onion ring on the menu. I I think that's mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I agree with that. You should always have an onion ring or some sort of fried onion thing on the menu. I'll, I'll, t- you- I'll tell you this. Sorry, Bones. Swenson's is a spot that I, th- I think the burgers are pretty darn good there. I know they don't have the window, so that's one, of the, gripes, them. one of the gripes. But you ask for an onion ring, their onion rings are fantastic. My problem is their fries to me are so bad that I have to get the onion rings. I don't know which ones mm. they actually pump, but... They really have How good come you don't battered. Like the fries? They don't season them at all. How you can't do even just a simple salt and pepper Nothing. where I can taste. So they might say or claim that they do, but they're just too dry and too plain for That's, me. Yeah. I will say even on the onion thing, if you give me the onion straws, oh, I love like yeah. just, on I the even, burger. I don't, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. I don't even need an onion ring. If you just tell me those are available and you could put those on my burger, I'm good with that. Oh, but yeah, just some, I'm with you. Even if you're not a huge onion fan, that's okay. You don't you have something. to order it, but it, it should be required that you have a fried onion product. I'm yeah. with you. When, uh, when I'm feeling particularly fancy, which is not too often now that the woman is getting the $6,000 hair removal <laughs> procedures. You can't be fancy anymore. I can't be fancy <laughs> anymore. It's done. Bo calls his wife the blonde. You've gone to the woman. Yes. When you spend six grand on hair removal, you're the woman. <laughs> but if you if you want to go out to like a, a nice steak dinner, mm-hmm. I enjoy the Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. several locations. What I like, they give you some onion straws. Yep. with the steak, that's not enough for me. I got to get a separate plate. Oh, of onion straws, and oh, they, they will bring them to you. That I, is really that goes so you, good just, with a steak. Just order your steak yeah. and say, "I'd like a separate plate, please, just with onion straws." Do they put the straws underneath the onion or the, the straws underneath the? Onion? No, it's on the, the side underneath. No, because I I'm trying to think where I've been where they actually put the steak on top of that, and I like that because then as you're cutting through it, all the yeah, juices, the juices run I into mean, the you onion can, straws. You can then yeah. place it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I like to do is have it on top of. The onion straws, so then it just all gets soaked up. Then at the end, that's a little just extra 
good way to end your meal. I, I meant to inquire, since this situation with the laser hair removal therapy hit, does that mean the meal at Restoration Hardware for me, you, and Bone is out the window now? Like how Timmy's bringing that up. That's an appropriate amount of time to wait, I think, Tim. It's a few days. It's been about a week. Yeah. That's going to be a, a pretty expensive meal. Yeah. And I like how you just omitted Ted, too. Ted was invited. That's right. Ted is oh, yes. invited. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. Sorry, Don't forget Ted. about me. Well, I mean, Ted, you just said, what, what did you say about going to the concert potentially tonight? You said if I was a different person, yeah. I, I like, would like yeah. to go. I well, like those concert? groups. Aerosmith and uh, who is it? That's all canceled. Aerosmith and they're not playing. Oh, that's canceled oh, tonight. All, yeah, I thought that was canceled from 2023, and tonight was the makeup date. No, 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 no. This is he's not. Steven Tyler's not doing anything, is he? I thought it was Aerosmith and wrong? Black Crows. I thought my wife had tickets to that. So if that's on, I was over. I was over there today, and it looked like they were setting up for a massive concert. And it said, you know, Uh-oh. postponed. You may have concert. started World War Three over here. She told me it was kind of, <laughs> She told me that was all canceled. I thought. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess she's wrong. You better, I, yeah, you better I gotta call t- her. I got to talk to her about this. I I'm sure somebody all... listening knows if it that's happening tonight. on their website. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, okay, he's all like, right. he's... They have Travis happened. Scott tomorrow night, so maybe that's what they're setting up for. Travis Scott is my mistake. My him. mistake. I oh. thought it was postponed from twenty three oh. no. to tonight. So Travis Scott tomorrow. Travis Scott okay. tomorrow. So that's what they're getting the ready ambulances for. Yeah. outside for those of you get trampled to death. Who thought you did? Mm-hmm. For those of you who thought the Aerosmith concert was canceled and were like, wait a second, <laughs> it, it is apparently yeah okay. It's postponed. You could just go do that for three hours. Exactly right. Hey, here's what we'll do. We'll go to Restoration Hardware. We'll have the meal upstairs, and then when it's time to pay, I'll bring Kristen up, and we can all, they can feel her smooth legs. That'll be the payment. <laughs> have you ever felt anything this smooth? Here, honey, roll up mm, your sleeves you and yeah, legs. Right. That's, <laughs> that'll get you in a lot of places, I'm feel quite sure. Feel these pits. <laughs> Ron pits. That's, that's actually. And Kyle pits. Aerosmith is working on a new album, and that's what it's called. Feel Feel these pits. pits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. What did I tease? Oh, I did it already. The cereal you can't get. (laughs) That's right. Congratulations. Hey, Joel Embiid, my guy, dropped 70 on the Spurs last night. Yeah, he did. And I, I find it interesting because at the end of that game, he had scored like, I think he scored 59 by the third quarter. And so they were up big, and and he was then out of the game. But then the Spurs made a little run, and suddenly he had to come back in because game's not over, and it was getting close enough to put him back out there. So then he goes out and starts scoring, and at one point, one of the other Sixers players attempted three, and the fans booed. This is in Philly. The fans booed their own player because they wanted Joel Embiid to get the ball and keep trying to score and make get the highest number he could. So he got to 70. It's a new record for the Sixers. I think that's pretty great. He's just the third guy, third center to score 70. Wilt is one. You know the other center to score oh. 70? Your guy. My, My guy. guy. We talked about him last week. Who was I talking about? Why am I blanking? The rear admiral. Oh, oh the, that's David right. Robinson. David Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. right. He's 71. That's right. I By the way, speaking of uh, David Robinson, you know, he played for the Spurs. Hey, hey, everybody. David Robinson played for the Spurs. Yes, that's right. You the got Spurs it. The Spurs were the team that Joel Embiid was playing against last night. I got to look at their record. Bad. Because mm-hmm. I don't follow this. 
They haven't made the playoffs in like five years. I know that Pop has been there forever. Oh yeah, they're but, no, 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 no. This is this is uh, they, they are they're bad this year, and they've been bad. And well, that's, that's what that's what I mean. Is that at what point do you look at Greg Popovich and say, "Well, you're Belichick. Congratulations to you," but we have to go elsewhere. I don't know that they're ever going to get there with him, just because of all the success they've had. It's uh, he's got like, and again, I don't like this guy that I'm about to compare him to. He's got like Bayheim levels of I can do what I want there. You know what I mean? Like it will take a lot before they will okay. get there with him. Just, just curious. I, and now that they've got Wimbenyama, I think they wanted to see him kind of coach up this young phenom and let him pair him with the legend, so he can try to get the best opportunity to be great, like David Robinson and Tim Duncan before him. Also, if you try and fire Greg Popovich, he just yells at you and says, <laughs> says no, no, and then <laughs> leaves. You're like, well, I tried. I. Right. Yes, he's not leaving. Yeah. Uh, there's an awkward Jackets connection to the All-Star game. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You're going to find a 10-minute slowdown on eastbound 70 on the east side between James Road and Bryce Road. And if you're traveling on eastbound 33 between Refugee Road and Ebright Road, about a 15-minute slowdown there. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. During MVP's bonus days at Lowe's, save $20 on 5-gallon ceiling paint or primer by HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams. Because Lowe's knows savings, Lowe's knows bros. Selection varies by location while supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. I'm Nicole for 97.1, the fan traffic. Best known for their contributions to the fast food breakfast world. This is Man and Bone. All right, a couple things I'm confused about. I need your help. Okay. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach today. What's his name? Uh, I've just learned it today and I've already forgotten it. All right, anyway. Adrian, I think something or other. Okay, well, they fired him. Yes. It's his first year on the job. They're second in the East. Mm-hmm. So what the hell's going on there? That's question number one. Question number two, I saw that Tristan Thompson has been suspended 25 games without pay for violating the league's anti-drug policy. Mm. But it says Cavs center Tristan Thompson. So then I want to know what year is it? <laughs> yeah, he, He's back with the Cavs. Oh, he's back. Yes, that's right. that was kind of a uh, out of nowhere this year. Suddenly that's happening and he's been playing okay. Okay, well, not for the next 25 games. No. Um, so there's that. That one's, I did I settle that one for you? Or? Yeah, all right, okay. he's back. Got it. Yeah. Uh, as far as Mike, the former coach there for the Bucks was Mike Budenholzer, who got fired after the Bucks got bounced in the first round by the Heat, who I want to say were the eight seed last year. Anyway, the guy who took over is Adrian Griffin, and they are like second in the East. They are, I think they've, they're like 30 and 13 or something like that. I mean, they're, they're good. The Bucks are maybe not up to exactly, maybe not as good as they could be, but they just brought in Damian Lillard. You know, you're trying to work out that new lineup that started to get much and better. And he's in his first year. Yeah. I don't think as the head coach, it doesn't sound like it's a, I mean, I don't know if it was a performance-based thing. The initial reports I saw said it's not immediately clear as to why like why he's being let go. Um, apparently, if I'm reading this article from ESPN where they say they are, the Bucks are 30 and 13, number two in the East, best winning percentage for a team that fired its head coach during the season. 
since the Cavs fired David Blatt back in 2015-2016. But the Bucks have struggled at times on defense. They slipped from fourth on defense last season to 22nd this year and just gave up 135 and 113 points in back-to-back games to the Detroit Pistons, who, if you've not been keeping tabs, are terrible. So maybe it's no, a I, we have I, high I standards I just, thing. I just, I, I'm not... I'm not saying this is the wrong move. I don't know enough about it. I don't know either. Being a fan of a team that I'm a fan of, we tend to look at uh, experiments that last like a baker's dozen in years. Right. Yeah. Well, you've been on the job for 13 years. Jerry's still out. Okay. But this guy's been on the job for 43 games. You're in second place in the East. Yeah, man. I, I, I think that there is a, there's a middle ground in between the time we've allowed Yarmo and JD to run the Blue Jackets and the time that the Bucks gave Adrian Griffin to figure this out. Now, that all said, all the reporting I've seen on this today, because this just came out a few hours ago, all the reporting I saw on it has basically been like, uh, Bucks fired Adrian Griffin. Hey, Doc Rivers is available. Uh, ooh, ooh. So it, it, I don't know if this is a, we're not doing as well as we think we can. We want to win a championship. Even if we're going to be like a top five team in the NBA, they may have questions about Adrian Griffin and then are saying Doc Rivers is available. We could just have him. Maybe we should just go do that. Okay. I don't know. Right. Also, I guess I wouldn't totally discount the idea that one or both or more of your star players may have said, hey, we thought this would work, but it's not. I mean, there, I guess that's a possibility, too. I'm just throwing that out there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's very odd to see a guy get fired with that kind of record in the NBA in his first year. I'm, I'm a little shocked as well. Hey, the uh, NHL All-Star game is coming. When is it? February 3rd. It's, is this in Toronto? Oh, is it? Is it not this weekend? I thought it was this weekend. Is it, oh, it no, it's, that's right. 3rd. The Jackets have games this weekend. It's next yeah, weekend. You're February right. February 3rd. Okay, right. Uh, they have picked celebrity captains for the four NHL squads. Oh. That'll take. So it's not divisions like they've done it before, but they're just going to have four separate squads. Well, yeah, they're still going to keep the, the four squads from the four divisions, but. You don't have to be in that division to be on the team. Who cares? Noted hockey fans, Justin Bieber, Canadian. Yeah. Will Arnett. Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Michael Buble. Canadian. Canadian. And friend of Rimmer. Oh, man. He's not going to stop talking oh, about no, Michael you Buble. You know that. Yeah. And Taint McRae. <laughs> Taint McRae. Taint McRae. What did I say? I don't know what you said. It doesn't matter what your name is. Tate McRae. Mm-hmm. will be celebrity team captains for the 2024 NHL All-Star Game in Toronto. Now, where's the Blue Jacket connection here? Well, Buble is friends with Rimmer. Rimmer may actually get to help him make some decisions on the roster. I don't know if I don't know how that works, how mm-hmm. they're picking those teams. Probably the players are picking, but if Buble gets a say, Rimmer might have something to tell him. And but, they're hanging out this weekend. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah they'll be in Vancouver. Isn't that where Buble is? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's go. where he lives. I don't know if he's going to be there oh he's are you kidding me he canceled his tour just to hang out with jeff Rimmer. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what happened i'm quite sure of it but uh tate mcray is the ex-girlfriend of cole sillinger that is correct and she apparently did not enjoy the breakup that they had i mean why would you well if you uh if you i don't know i don't know maybe it's just now she's she's from canada she became very she's become like a a hot sensation in the music world well, i mean she's famous enough to be one of the captains alongside the beeps well that's what i'm saying so she's kind of the last couple of years gotten very uh very well known but also I, I maybe her songs and her videos in part show a lot of hockey imagery on this latest album because of the fact that she's popular and she is from canada 
But also, maybe it has, it's believed that some of that might have to do with the fact that she just broke up with her famous ish hockey boyfriend. So that happened apparently last year that they broke up. They'd been dating starting in 2022. Uh, apparently, they had mutual friends or whatever. So let those kids live. I well, hope they find the, some happiness, the whatever rumor the case. is that another man came between them. Is that so? Yes. Where'd you get that? The, I'm just saying that. That's, that's the rumor that I heard. From who? That another man. A what? Has come no okay. I don't know what another happened. man has come between okay. them. She know. has fill in the blanks how you want. She has a new album coming out called Pickleball Boy. <laughs> so yes, how you doing? How are you doing? Can I, I want to be with a real man. Look at this suit; it is painted on. Can we take it off to do the thing? No, there, no, there is no way I leave this suit off. It stays on at all times. So what are we going to do? You're just going to cut a hole in it or what's happening? What I'm going to do is make a promise to you that it will be very good. And then for 10 years, you will think someday this will be good and that it will never be good. And I will still be here and I will just never leave. Why is that old man with the mustache <laughs> sitting in the corner? <laughs> why is he involved in this? And why did he hire someone to go through my phone just now? The hell's going on? It's a very odd place. I was thinking about that the other day, as I normally do, just think about weird things. Can you imagine somebody ever having sex with Mike Babcock? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. No. No. You know, then again, I, I mean, I think about that with Steven Tyler. Like, we just talked about no, with Tyler, Tyler, come on, man. He's singing no. a ditty. It's, so what? I see him. Ragdoll. I'm saying I don't get the appeal. I am married to someone who very much gets the appeal and enjoys him. And I don't know, again, it's not for me. So I'm saying with Mike Babcock, no, I can't picture it, but I'm quite sure people can. No, nobody can. Yes, there are, there's there's got to be women who line up. No, there's nobody out there yeah, who says, there let are. me tell you, my dream man, Mike Babcock. I'm not saying there's like people who are under the age of 50 who are taking a run at him. But I'm telling you, there are some ladies who remember when he played and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Babcock hit the flow. Yeah, look at his hair. Oh, my God. Oh, Get man. over here. Game show coming up. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. You're going to hit a couple minutes slowdown on eastbound 670 between 3rd Street and Leonard Avenue. And about a 10-minute delay if you're on northbound 71 on the north side between 670 and Cook Road. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Shop the closeout event now at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances, plus save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Valid 1424 to 12424. Selection varies by location while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Yes, we tried unplugging and then plugging them back in. It didn't help. This is Man and Bone. Bone, earlier today, we gave away pink tickets. Yes, we did. Give me another number. I have more tickets. Uh, let's go with seven. Call number seven right now. 614-821-9710 gets four tickets to see the Ohio State women take on Wisconsin Thursday, February 1st. Tickets are on sale through OhioStateBuckeyes.com. There you go. But you can win them now. Their next home if game. Caller number seven. All right, game show time. 
All right, Mike, we're doing uh, international desserts today. So I'm going to give you a dessert that has an origin in another country than the U.S. You tell me which country that is. All right, let's go. Some of these are easy. We'll start off with one I think that's fairly simple. Tiramisu. That's uh, Italia. Yeah, that is correct. I was going to say Italy or France. It is Italy. Lady fingers uh, soaked in coffee. That's right. Uh, this dessert was first concocted, they believe, in about 1800 by the madam of a brothel in Treviso in the Veneto region of northeastern Italy. It was named Tierme Su, a dialect expression meaning pick me up, and was given to clients to restore their strength after they had been, quote, entertained yes by the i gotta tell you that's a pretty good brothel right so here's a woman and then here's a treat yeah and then afterwards you know maybe you have another round in you or whatever but either yes. way yes either way that's where the dessert is believed to have started and then obviously it's taken on its new forms from there but yeah that's uh, of course now you know next up hokey pokey ice cream yes this is real does that come from australia or new zealand I was going to say, it sounds like one of those places down there. Well, but that's considering why you gave me gave both, you both of them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Australia. Oh, sorry. It is, in fact, Ted's Ted's mad because uh, he's doing phones. That's and fine. That's buzzing. Fine. All right, whatever. Uh, it is uh, It's New Zealand. Now, that is a term for honeycomb toffee that is now put into ice cream. The, hon- the hokey pokey is what they called honeycomb toffee. How apparently. could that be bad? It's not. It sounds, sounds delicious. delicious. It's actually the second most requested flavor of ice cream in New Zealand after vanilla. All right. So this is, that's what you're going to get next. One of the early manufacturers, Brian Simon, who I guess, I don't know if that's a company, it's a guy, clearly, started making this in 1953 with vanilla ice cream using a Cadbury's Crunchy. So how could that that be bad? Ah! (laughs) Right? Sounds delicious. Why haven't Cadbury Crunchies caught on here? I don't know. It's a fantastic candy bar. Yes, but you get a Cadbury Crunchy and ice cream and you put all that together. How could it be bad? It couldn't be. Uh, Next up. Now, this one, I'm going to try my best. It's Galactoborenko. Does that come from Armenia or Greece? Galactoborenko. Um, Armenia? Greece. Greece? Yes. What is it? It's a traditional Greek dessert named after galacto, the Greek word for milky. Uh, milk is one of the ingredients. It's a rich filling encased in layers of phyllo pastry. So the exact competition of the filling can vary, but basically consists of an egg custard stirred into a boiling mixture of milk, cream, sugar, and semolina flour. We don't have enough desserts that feature the, the phyllo or phyllo, is it phyllo. I don't know which way to say phyllo it. Phyllo pastry. Phyllo, okay. Just like it's glass. It shatters I know. in your mouth. Yes. You get all the layers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the after the dessert has been baked, syrup flavored with cinnamon and lemon zest is poured over it. How again? I've had this. You I've have? Had, I've had versions of this. I've never had this. It sounds. I mean, how could it be bad? The next one. This one is uh, again. I'm going to try my best. It's gulab jumin, I believe gulab jumin. It's two words. Uh, is this come from India or Pakistan? Let's go with India. Bone. There you go. Yes, that's correct. The name gulab juman. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. Whose name means roseberry in Hindi. It's a type of small deep-fried donut. Traditionally, these are made using koya, which is a milk simmered for hours until the water content has evaporated and the milk solids are left. And then they use that as the base of the dough. Hmm. Uh, Other flavorings are then added, and the resulting dough is formed into small balls, which are deep-fried in ghee. Is it stuffed? Is it like a filled Uh, donut? Well, it says they're soaked in syrup, 
into which rose water and sometimes other flavorings like cardamom or saffron have been added. And they're usually served warm, could be garnished with nuts and accompanied by a type of ice cream. But it does not say they're stuffed. Okay. So they're All soaked right. in syrup. I see. Again, I would try that. I would, I would and probably love to it's try it. delicious. Next up, Malva Pudding. Is Malva Pudding from Ireland or South Africa? Uh, let's go with Ireland Bone. Should have thought the other way. It's South Africa. Uh, it is a sweet sponge pudding, widely eaten in South Africa, believed to have first been made a long while ago by people of Dutch origin who lived there. Uh, origins of the name have various explanations, ra- uh, ranging from the African Afrikaans word Malvakener, which means marshmallow, because it's very similar to a marshmallow, I guess. All right. so it's like a giant marshmallow that they put a bunch of different toppings on. So How could that be bad? Again, sounds great. Uh, this one comes from either Sudan or Egypt. It is Om Ali. Om Ali. Does that come from Sudan or Egypt? Let's go with Egypt bone. Yes, that is correct. A traditional dessert which has been made there for a number of centuries. It means the mother of Ali in Arabic, and the dessert is believed to have been first created in the 13th century. That's that's a good lineage of history, right? I mean, you're talking a very long time we've had this. What? Yeah, it's 700 years. years. Well, 700. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I can't 12, do math. I don't know. Yeah, how, you're right. I forget how centuries work. Yeah, anyway, right. 1200s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. 800 years. The dessert is made by placing a mixture of dried fruit, nuts, and coconut flakes on top of pieces of lightly baked phyllo or puff pastry sheets. Again, with the phyllo. Yes, and adding another layer of each before topping this with a third layer of pastry. A heated sauce is made from milk, cream, and sugar poured over that and then is baked until the top is brown. It can be eaten hot or cold, and there are slightly different versions depending on where you go. They also serve this in Iraq and Jordan. So, yeah, it's right. it's popular in the Middle I'll East. I'll never go to these places, but dessert sounds fantastic. I would like to try this dessert, yes. Uh, the next one, I'm not sure how to say. It's S-K-Y-R. So, skier? That's or a yogurt. Skier? Yes. It's a, is it, it's Icelandic. It? it is. Yes. You got it. And I know that because that's all the rage now. Is it really? before, it was all Greek yogurt. Everything's Greek yogurt. Now, it's all this Skyr never Icelandic even, yogurt. It's similar to yogurt or curd cheese, according to this article, and has been produced in Ireland, or I, Ireland, in Iceland for hundreds of years. It is believed the dessert was brought there by the Norse people during the 9th century. It's made by pasteurizing or heating, then somewhat cooling skim milk. A small amount of existing skier, skier, is added to this to introduce a bacterial culture, which causes fermentation. It's a sour dessert, usually eaten chilled, either on its own or served with fruit or jam. Yeah, you're right. This is like another version of yogurt, essentially. Let me but- tell you something. When we actually think about what we're eating, oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Absolutely. But you it's know what? Mold and disgusting crap. But who wants to think about it? No, I don't. I eat right. it. It's fantastic. Now, this is a term. I don't know what this... The next one, this is either from Brazil or Peru. It is called Peru or Brazil. It is called a Brigadeiro. And I just think a Brigadeiro sounds like a great nickname. Like, hey, man, what's up, man? You're a real Brigadeiro. I'd be like, thank you. I think that's awesome. But where does that come from? Brazil or Peru? Let's go with Brazil. Yes, that's right. Small ball of fudge similar to a truffle. Cocoa powder, butter, and sweetened condensed milk are heated together, mixed until it thickens. After the mixture is cooled somewhat, it's formed into small balls, which are rolled in chocolate sprinkles until they are covered in them. And then they're either eaten cold or chilled. You can also vary this up a little bit. Sometimes they uh, pour the mixture into a container and top it with sprinkles, and then that's eaten warm. While chopped nuts can sometimes be used instead of chocolate sprinkles. So there's 
Sounds like like a, a kind of like a fudge type of thing too here a little bit going on. And finally, ya uh, I'll try this again. Ya bluchnik. Ya bluchnik is that Serbia or Ukraine where you get ya bluchnik? Let's go with the Ukraine bone. You would be correct. Now, this is one that I think is right up your alley. Traditional Ukrainian apple dessert with streusel topping. Oh, yeah. Is made by mixing together flour, sugar, and baking powder, blending in butter until a crumbly mixture is formed. To this, you add a mixture of egg and cream to create a soft dough, which is placed in a baking tin or dish. Then a layer of overlapping sliced apples placed on top of the dough. A crumbly streusel is put on top of that. Mm-mm-mm. And then it is served warm oh, yeah. and a- occasionally with some type of ice cream dessert yes. i mean yeah i mean we're lots of people are making this all around the world and they call it different things right but whether you call it apple pie whether you call it yabluchnik how could it be bad sounds great well i mean it doesn't sound i mean yabluchnik no like no if somebody the, came up to me and said hey yabluchnik I'd, I'd be say, like oh i'm sorry what did i do right but apparently that's what i mean i would eat that right now oh are you kidding yes Although, didn't you tell me that Dutch apple pie with ice cream, which essentially is what you just described to me, is boring? Well, when compared to any pie in the world, I said key lime pie. I mean, it's I think... It's a totally different flavor. I know it is. I don't dislike key lime pie. You. Why are you fighting pies? Mostly because I know it annoyed you in that moment. That's why I did it. I actually love apple pie. It's one of my favorite things. Mm. So, it's fine. Yummy. All right, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. You're going to find traffic's moving slowly. A couple-minute delay on westbound at 270 North Outer Belt between Westerville and Cleveland Avenue. And traffic's also slow on westbound 70 on the west side between Broad Street and Hague Avenue. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print Big Sale means the more you print, the more you save. Get $20 off your print purchase of 100 or more, 50 off your print purchase of 200 or more, and 100 off your print purchase of 300 or more. Ends 210-24. See staples.com slash print for details. Print more, save more. At Staples, I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Buckeye basketball coverage coming up at the top of the hour. It is Buckeyes at Nebraska tonight. The host of Buckeye Warm-Up getting you ready for all the action. Your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, my fat boy food tippers. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Here we are. Road game. So? So? I mean, you beat the team. You you must win that game on Saturday, which you do. Mm Mm-hmm. You beat Penn State. I was nervous they were going to blow another lead, but they didn't. Pulled away in the second half. It was a little dicey, though, when you're up 23. I'm I'm aware of it. And then all of a sudden, you're only up nine. Yes. Did you guys have a good time, though, as a family? Yes, we, we brought the, the family. Samantha was on the Jumbotron. Oh! She was very excited about that. She handed me a piece of paper with a bunny drawn on it today and said, Give my autograph to T-Bone, because I'm famous now. <laughs> So and I said, "This her, isn't an autograph." Her and John, you're not famous. Her John Hancock yes, is, is, drawing is drawing a bunny, a bunny rabbit. That's right. Very nice. That's fine. And I you like got that. that. That's good. That's great. That's a good yeah. Keepsake bone. I mm-hmm. wish I had one of those. But they, they they won a game. They were supposed to win. Now you go on the road. You're facing a, a pretty good team. Yeah, a good team. A uh, tough out at home. This is a team that beat Purdue, right? So we know they can do things. Mm-hmm. What are they? Fourteen and five. 14 and season. 5, and even 500 in conference play, right, and so the Buckeyes are 3 and 4. They need this one to get back to 500. Right. So, what's your feelings on tonight? I, I got to say, man, we're, 
We're a year removed from a road win. I'm kind of back to the place where I'm going to need to see them win. Before you believe they Before can. Before I believe they can win. So if uh, there's no take it to the bank. If anything, I would take it to the bank that Nebraska ekes out a victory. I can I can see this game being a tough game and Ohio State coming ready to play. But then again, that has not really been the issue for these guys, right? They've never been blown out right from Jump Street. They have been competitive in all five of their losses. You can make a case that, you know, they they have, you know, two or three fewer mistakes throughout the 40 minutes and a couple more plays made, and they win all of those. I mean, but, that, that Penn State game on the road, they had an 18-point second uh, half lead. That's the number one game that I would put on that list. But they've had, you know, good performances against better teams that they've lost to, but they're not getting blown out, Bone. They've proven that they can play with these teams. They've just got to figure it out and be better in grinding out games and turning those losses into wins because it's a lot of these are going to be one and two possession games in the final four minutes. you got to come away with some of them. Close doesn't do it for me. Am I wrong? The last team they beat on the road was Northwestern last year. January 1, 23, they hammered Northwestern. And who do they play next after this game? Northwestern. And they're good, too. They're a tournament Type team. But I'm saying if you don't get this one on the road tonight, I know. Then it kind of, I mean, it's already been a year plus. I'm saying then it would even come full circle of you're back to the Northwestern game on the road. Can you, like, I, you got to get one here. I, I hope. I'm not saying it's must win, but it would be nice to see them get one here that I'm maybe not expecting them to get. Buckeyes and Nebraska coverage starts six o'clock right here on the fan. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Oh, man. The Oscar nominations have now come out, and I won't bore you with all of those, but an interesting little subplot to the Oscars has been the following. Uh, The Barbie movie came out this year, and in the Barbie movie, one of the plot lines is how it's kind of a man's world, and women have to make their way in a man's world, and that's the story of the Barbie movie. So, Margot Robbie did a great job in the Barbie movie. A lot of people thought she would be a shoe-in to at least get a nomination for for Best Actress. And not. Not on the the list. Uh, I mean, other women were nominated. It's not like they put a man in the female category. No, no, of course not. But for Best Actress, someone who was thought to be one of the frontrunners to win the award didn't even make the cut for nominations. Uh, Greta Gerwig, who directed the film, also did not make the list for Best Director nominations. But you know who did? (laughs) The guy who played Ken. (laughs) Ryan Gosling got a nomination for Best Actor, best well, supporting perhaps, actor in the movie. Perhaps so. that signals <laughs> that there weren't as many strong male actors this year in all the other movies. in all the other movies. But there were just so many strong female actors; they mm. didn't have room for Margot Robbie. I wish I could dissect that at great length, but I just haven't gotten out to the theater enough. I haven't seen year. a movie in fifteen years. <laughs> you don't go to the theater. I, I don't know what to tell you. Since the woman with the meat. That's right. Sat right next that to you. That movie right. was Julie and Julia. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 2011? 2000? Yeah. Something like that. For what it's worth, all these movies, I think, are on like all the streaming services. If you so want to watch I know, them, they I should just be available. Don't, I don't care. Isn't Stanley Tucci the husband? Tucci? That's right. He is yeah, in that movie. Yes, he is. Tucci. 
Uh, if you read his biography, that comes up quite often. He's got he, a he's yes. got a good show, by the way, where he just goes to different Italian villages. Yes. I don't know if you've Searching seen it. Searching for Italy. Of course I've seen it. fantastic. Stanley Tucci, he is great on Instagram or TikTok because he does these cooking videos, these like short one minute things where yeah. he'll always yeah. act like he forgot that this was going to happen, where he'll stand there at the stove and go, is it on? Okay. Um, so what am I making? Um, oh, yes. Uh, bacon. And then it's like, there's clearly bacon on the counter. There's a thing. He's got an apron on, ready to cook. And he's like, what am I doing? Oh, right. Bacon. And it's like every single time, it's like he's forgotten that this is what oh, he decided other, to he's do. He's got other things on his mind. He's not concerned about that. I listen to a lot of audiobooks because I'm a lazy bastard and I don't want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard a lot of narration both from professional voice actors and the authors that read their own books. I have never heard better narration than Stanley Tucci. He's great on his book. I, I mean, think I, I, lo- I, I think I love and you can Stanley say, well, Tucci. It's, it's his words, of course. I have I have listened to people read their own words that don't know even how to read. I right. wrote this. Like it sounds like they're surprised to even be reading a book that they wrote. Yeah, no. It, Morgan Freeman gets all the love for narration. Tucci is the best. Stanley Tucci. Should rise up that list a little bit. All right, Buckeye warm-up is next. Buckeyes in Nebraska. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Watch out for an accident blocking the two center lanes on eastbound 270 on the north outer belt after 23. About a five-minute slowdown and stop-and-go traffic from 315. And you can expect a delay on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This report is sponsored by COSI, Center of Science and Industry. Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Coming to COSI March 9th, don't miss Titanic, the artifact exhibition. Featuring over 350 artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Pre-sale starts January 24th at 10 a.m. Visit COSI.org for info. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. This is a fan action update. Three Big Ten basketball games tonight. Ohio State looking to end that long drought without a true road win. Is a three and a half point underdog to Nebraska. Wisconsin's a three and a half point favorite on the road against Minnesota. And Purdue is a 17 and a half point favorite over 7 and 11 Michigan. Ha! 7 and 11. This action update's brought to you by Mary Haven. Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus.